Stephen, before we started recording, I texted you. I said, hey, do you mind if we do this as an opening topic? And you replied back, yes. Um, uh, yeah. I, I, I believe you yeah. said you were fully yeah. on board with this and uh, we're certainly prepared. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to actually switch it up on you here. Um, you know, going back to late September, we started doing this, you know, horror discussion. And over the course of it, I've... I felt like my appreciation and I'll just say it love for horror has grown immensely and uh, oh, I know I it's love all because it. of you and um, I've just really enjoyed this time together talking about horror stuff and uh, Stephen that leads me to ask a different question Stephen Fisher will you scary me oh Brent wow I've, I feel like we've been scary for a while now um so yes oh my god it's happening it's wow happening wow i feel like do you ever as a child you ever get those like plastic rings for halloween that were like spiders on top yeah they're like Mm -hmm. black or orange Mm -hmm. i feel like that's how we should get scaried i think so exchange those for each other you know oh you know what uh and i can uh i can scare us i uh, i did it for uh oh (laughs) perfect ross and katie it's it's yeah it'll be fine (laughs) But if you're scariest, you have to step into each role back and forth. I can't. I, I need to keep you physically in different places so I understand your different roles. Mm-hmm. That you're scaring me and you're scaring me to to you. Yeah. So that I keep it straight in my brain, okay? I was prepared to put up a series of mirrors. Kind of like when you go to like a, a clothing mm. fitting and you've got like the, the straight ahead mirror and you have the two mirrors on the on either side. Sure. It's going to be like that, but, you know, just, just, just follow my eye line. You'll be okay. Okay, so we can look at each other in the mirrors, kind of like poltergeist, mm-hmm. back and forth. Yeah. And that way I can keep it straight. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Can you dress up like the guy from Poltergeist? Well, I was actually going to do too? like half half my like uh, scary mm-hmm. groom face and then half of the, uh, yeah, yeah, like some, some type of uh, preacher uh, Ooh, face. okay. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. good. Yeah, so he kind of, yeah, he is a preacher, so that, yeah, that works. Oh, okay, it's like old-timey. Mm-hmm. It's like one of those, not, it's not like a bolo tie, but it's like a really skinny, you know, tie up top. And he talks like this, mm-hmm. which you would like. Um, one, of, one of those like really skinny ties, um, you know, as a, as an aside, mm-hmm. you can only tie those once. Those are called yellow ties. So. Wow. Mm-hmm, yeah. You can only tie once. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yellow. <laughs> It's all right there. I don't know what's funny. I, he was the first one to say it. Poltergeist too. Yeah. Look, it's not to say that someone can't start a trend or mm-hmm. name something, begin a naming convention even, based on misspeaking. Did he say YOLO? I think it's a T instead of an L. Well, that's what he said. That's what we're going to stick with. We're setting our ways. We're old. We're just going to go with it. Yeah. Caroline, uh-huh. YOLO. Mm-hmm. I remember it. I remember the movie. It just, uh-huh. scared me as a kid. Scares me today. Yeah. And then he dapped. <laughs> oh, wait. No, dabbed. Dabbed. Mm-hmm. I dap on my, my brain. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And then he whopped? Yeah, then he whopped. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Those floors were ruined. Somebody peeked their head around the corner. It's like, somebody stirring macaroni in a pot. It's like, no. 
He just has some wet ass pussy. Just, uh, this, okay. just the old fucking guy from Poltergeist 2. It's uh-huh. okay. Are you sure? Because I'm hungry. <laughs> I do have a box in the kitchen. I will make you some mm-hmm. some craft. Yeah. Man. Mm-hmm. That's the way to do it. Um, no. I had a, Did you want to ask the a different other question? question? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we already got that one out of the way, so we're all, all very right, happy. And I'm excited <sighs> to get scary to you, though. It's we'll fun. keep everybody updated. I'm looking forward to it. Um, we'll put it in our iCals and um, oh yeah, forget about it. I'm I'll not, put it on my MySpace. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Don't you worry, <laughs> Boo. I got you. Uh, first on the guest list, Tom, number one friend. To yeah, everyone. I mean, mm-hmm. all of humanity. Uh huh. Yeah, I never forgot him. You know. Well, I mean, how could you? He never updates his photo. That's right. It's just tattooed on our brains. Um, no, I had a a question for you, which is. If you had to be killed by a slasher on screen, mm. so in some some type of movie, yeah, which slasher would you pick, and how would they kill you? Man, so I'm, yeah, this is a great question, and I also mm. wanted to point out that I had watched this video recently um, from some TikToker. Uh, I saw it on Twitter, of course, because I don't TikTok, but mm. it was uh, basically the he was doing like the hottest slasher killers. Mm-hmm. And it's all very fast and quick-witted, like like TikTok is, you know. And some of it was super great because he talked about how, like, like Michael Myers. He was like, I mean, Michael Myers is hot because obviously he's like dark, dark, tall, and handsome, and he can lift you up. Like you're just like, oh. And wait, it's like, is he yeah. dark? Well, they he's meant, like, like got the, the, the the most pale face that I've is ever true. seen. Uh-huh. But he's in the sh- he's in the shadow a lot, which is why he's the shape. Oh, you know? okay. So I feel like, yeah, that kind of that kind of way. But he does okay. have the palest face that sticks out. Mm-hmm. Like, really, what people should do is just put black lights up, and they'd be like, "There's, there he is, he's glowing <laughs> over there." Uh-huh. You know, that'd be pretty simple. Actually, <laughs> you mentioned it hmm. for Jason too. You know, oh, there's a hockey mask. Uh huh. I see him right there in the woods. I know they got to get some fucking malignant oh. hair over their faces or some shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he talks about like he's like, of course, at the end of this interaction, you're gonna end up dead. But like, isn't it isn't it nice to get killed by like a sexy killer, you know? Mm-hmm. And I don't know that you asked about sexiness, but if I'm gonna be honest, like I love Michael Myers. Um, there's so many to choose from, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. Freddy would be fun, make you laugh and stuff. But if I'm thinking sexy, I'm going to scream. I want to be I want to be killed by Ghostface, you know. If I gotta really? go, okay. mm-hmm. I think that's the way I want to go. Mm-hmm. Um, stabbed multiple times in the chest, you know. Mm-hmm. And you know what it is. It's a knife. It's not gonna be like an axe or he's not gonna like push your face into a board or something or like bang your you know sleeping bag into a tree Mm -hmm. various ways or you know mutilate your body afterwards you kind of just get a you know stabs and you're done and you also get to be killed by a friend which is nice this is true uh probably a horror fam as well Mm -hmm. based on the opening of that first movie yep Mm -hmm. it's always someone you know yeah you know, so it's like nice to know like, oh, this is a family member or a friend of mine. And that's kind of yeah. nice to be killed at the hands of. And then that, if, that ghost face just looks so sexy to me. I was going to say, do you think if Ghostface like showed up in your house, the first thing you could say to him was like, what's up? And be like, no, that's from scary movie. <laughs> that's the, that's a different guy. And then that's when you mm-hmm. have your chance to fight back. And then I'd be like, bud, why, sir? And they'd be like, what are you doing? I'm like, I don't know, just 90s things. Just trying to distract <laughs> you. And then I roundhouse kick to the face. You pull out a set of nunchucks that are made out of two fanny packs. <laughs> just swinging them around. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, that'd be great. I mean, like, that's a way to do it. 
I feel. You know what would be, a, as a, a quick aside here, do you know yeah. what would be a fun, like, mask to wear is if you took a fanny pack wore it over your face but had like the little eye holes cut out and so it was like what are you it's like i'm the 90s bitch you could put more things on your body too mm-hmm. you know like you could have like no i feel like that covers it. oh that that alone okay mm-hmm. no i mean what it, would, it would be great roll the blades you know on your feet okay I and like this. hands uh-huh and hands and hands uh-huh. you, if you need a quick getaway What a twist. I heard that was the pitch for Blade 4 back in the day when New Line had the rights. Yeah. Two legs, two feet, four. Yeah. It Uh totally works. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All these these motherfuckers are always trying to roll a blade uphill. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) It's just bigger Wesley Snipes (laughs) in Downward Dog with like... Four rollerblades on. He's trying to like slowly get up a hill. He's just screaming, oh, Whistler! <laughs> picture it. Just picture uh-huh. it. Yeah. Man, it sells itself. Yeah. Um, what about you, though? What about your... Uh, which slasher would you like to kill you? So I'd been thinking about this, right? Mm-hmm. And I thought... I thought about this. Okay. This scenario. This mm-hmm. is like an on-screen kill. Like, if I'm going out, I'm going to go out in the biggest, baddest way possible on right screen, on. right? Because I want it to be talked about by other people who okay. go see this movie. So, I'm uh, I'm laying in bed and just, you know, dozing off. Okay. And then all of a sudden, Freddy Krueger's glove comes out. Oh. Slashes me across thine chest. Mm-hmm. But... I'm like, I took like some allergy medication, so I'm just like, what? What? Huh? I just like roll over, you know. I'm not saying it's Uh a good tactic. I'm just saying I know me as a person. Gotcha. Like, oh, that was fucking weird. That hurts, but uh, I don't know. I'm I'm very tired. Like, Uh I'm finally getting some good sleep. I'm just gonna roll over. So then, like, Freddie is just looking around, like, what? Huh? (laughs) What the fuck? So he like stabs me again. I'm like, uh, like kind of wave him away. He's like, it's not, it's not tired. And then I imagine I get woken up by my, uh, my little dog, Miles, uh, uh-huh. looking me awake because that's, that's what he does. That's how he wakes me up. Um, and, Would he uh, lift the blood away, you think? No. Yuck. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Don't go too far. Stupid. Yeah, come on. I'm trying to have some wholesome fun here. So I, I get woken up, and then that's when I notice I'm bleeding. So he's not he's not licked the blood, but he, okay. he saw that Papa was in trouble. So he's like trying to uh-huh. trying to wake me up. So I wake up. I'm like, oh god, that's fucking weird. And then I at the foot of my bed, I see standing before me Michael Sterling Myers. Wow. And I'm like, oh my god, big fan. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I I can't wait to see how Halloween ends. And then oh. I'm like, oh, but I'm still bleeding. I'm, I'm, it's getting cold. I'm uh, losing a lot of blood. So I'm like, okay, so I'm going to go. So I like get out, run out my my front door because I'm trying to get okay. away from this guy. Open the door. Who's there? Oh, my God. It's Jason Voorhees. Wow. What? What? So I'm like, God, this is, these people are everywhere. Uh-huh. So I roll, I tuck and roll underneath his legs. Sure. Get away. I see a little tricycle at the end of my driveway. <laughs> oh, my God, it's Jigsaw. Wow. So I, I knock this puppet bitch off of that thing, and I tricycle away very fast. It looks very stupid, but it is what it is. 
And then, I just mentioned like, your knees up by your head. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. As I'm biking away, I hear some rustling from the back seat. Yeah, there's a back seat. It's a horror movie. Uh-huh. I turn around, look there. It's fucking Chucky. <gasps> oh, uh-huh. my God. I he's like, you don't coming. fuck with the Chuck. And I, like, just elbow. He's, he's a little baby doll. He's pretty That's small, like, yeah. Yeah, this, I'm just, it's not even a threat at this point. Yeah. I tricycle away, keep going up the street, uh, and my, my tricycle gets a flat tire because I run over a nail, you know? The nail's what takes you out? Then, hold on, Stephen. Okay, I apologize. I'll go somewhere with this. So I have to abandon the tricycle. Uh-huh. I look around. There's nothing but what looks like a dilapidated church to run into. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. fuck. Whatever, I'll take my chances. I run inside there. Turns out there's um, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre guy. <gasps> Leatherface is there? There we go, Leatherface, yeah. He's up there, like, giving a sermon. I'm like, oh, no. This is like the eighth time this has happened to me. <laughs> churches in Oklahoma are very strange. It's That's true. That's how they roll. A lot of chainsaw um, churches. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I run into the uh, the little confessional thing. Uh-huh. I hide out there because I don't want to go back outside because all these killers are out there. Leatherface is out there in the main uh, sermon area of the <laughs> cathedral. So I like go hide in there, catching my breath, trying to be very quiet about mm-hmm. that time. I hear the little thing slide open. That was a good sound effect, by the way. That was Brent's oh, mouth. You know. Or was it? Yeah. <laughs> you don't know. You weren't looking at the screen. So by that time, I hear a uh, creepy-ass preacher come through and uh, uh-huh. start talking to me about, you know, Jesus stuff. I'm like, oh, I can't, I can't. I can't get into all this. You know, just being very, like, creepy preacher-esque, you know? Sure. And uh, I'm like, is he oh, just God. A, a preacher, though? Well, that's interesting enough. that you say that because in all actuality, he's a pastor, Stephen. <gasps> so then I like close the thing back like <laughs> and I can still hear him talking over to the side of me. About that time, the door to the confessional opens up directly oh. in front of me. Uh-huh. I turn around. It's another pastor. <gasps> I'm like. Clever girl. He turns into the Velocipaster <laughs> and eats my ass. Oh, not, man. Not like a millennial eats my ass, but like, you know, d- yeah. devours me whole, you know? <laughs> if a raptor came up to you and was like, I want to lick your butt, you'd be like, mm. okay. No. That's, yes, you would. That'd be a good way to go. Yeah, all right. He would, you would be eaten by a raptor ass first. I think 100%. <laughs> you know? I'm not into ass play, but man, I do love dinosaurs. But um, you love dinosaurs. And what a that, way to go. Yeah. What a way to go. Wow. Again, it'd be memorable. That's amazing that you mm-hmm. got away from so many slashers. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I really feel like you gave it to Freddy the most, just ignoring him after being stabbed by him. That's pretty great. Well, that's how you defeat these villains is like you don't give them what they want. He wants a reaction, yeah. you know? I'm just like, no. <laughs> so does Jason. You just roll right under his legs. I like that uh-huh. one, too. Yeah. Brentobot, roll out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's going to stand with his legs akimbo. I'm going to use it as a getaway device, you know? Yeah, and he's so big, there's like a broom down there. Mm-hmm. And he's not swinging a lot between the legs, you know what I'm saying? I like to imagine after I roll away from him, he like, he kind of does like a half turn and looks at me and then sees me gets away on this little tricycle. <laughs> after kicking me. <laughs> Kicking this little puppet bitch off of it. Uh-huh. And then he hears the noise. He turns back around and sees Michael Myers standing in the doorway. And they just face each other. 
and breathe at each other silently. Oh, yeah. And they're like, Mama. <laughs> like, <laughs> in a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 Secret yeah, of Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah. What if they yeah. were searching for each other this whole time, you know? Yeah. They could be each other's moms. That'd be great. Yeah. They just walk up and start mashing, like, the mouths <laughs> of their masks together. Just, just breathing into each other. Yeah. Uh-huh. Man, soulmates. Kick, kick, kick. Mama. Oh, wow. And then they hug, they embrace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, what a sweet story. Yep. I mean, they're still in your house at this point. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, they're, they've taken it over because you're not coming together. back. It's yeah. fine, yeah. Uh-huh. It's, it's like, suburbia. that's all they needed. That's Their lives are now complete. Now they're... That's perfect. Yeah, they're just living that good life, you know? Man, good for them, you know? It is. You know, it's about time, honestly. Yeah, when you leave the house, you're like, the fridge is stocked. Mm-hmm. It's nice. It's just sardines and oysters. Yeah, people say this all the time. I don't eat sardines that regularly. Listen, it just came it's out. It's oysters. Okay. It's oysters. Wait, 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 wait. Let's go back to what you just said, because I was mm-hmm. already apologizing, saying that you didn't eat sardines at all, but you do eat sardines, just not that often? Not that often. Yeah, like a couple of times a oh, year. Oh, then I take it back. I don't, I don't mind that I said it. <laughs> <laughs> do you do it on pizza? Have we talked about this? I have in the past. Yeah. Yeah. That was that. I've never had it. I've always heard it was like a joke. You know, oh yeah, that's good? by people who are picky. They don't like yeah food that's experimentation. Why I like that's why I joke it, and laugh at those jokes. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for sure, for sure. <laughs> You're like that's no, the no grossest regrets. thing that's ever happened. Yeah, <laughs> I just love. I don't. Well, I was gonna say I love just like a, a pineapple sardine pizza, but I actually don't mind pineapple on pizza. Like some people really are bad about yeah, people, that, but that's fine. People don't like a, a Hawaiian pizza. 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 <laughs> And uh, I'm like, man, don't sleep on it. It's good. It's very good. It's like sweet and Mm -hmm. savory. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 A little bit of both. What's wrong? Get out of Brent's face about it, you know? Yeah, that's right. Anyway, get on my face. Get on my ass, Raptor. (laughs) Go eat my butt. (laughs) I think on that note, we should uh, go ahead and get into the show. So what do you say we're doing it? I'm Steven. I'm Brent. Welcome, let's talk about stuff. Brent, I, w- I want you to know you should be really proud of me. I was frantically searching for my script so I remember how to open the show, and I didn't <laughs> even have it in front of me, and I still did it right. Boom! I saw you looking at your was, uh, your iPad yeah. intently earlier. Yeah. But yeah, I wasn't sure what, what was going on. Desperately trying to open that up, but I'm, mm-hmm. I made it, so don't even worry mm-hmm. about it. I thought Man. you were double-checking to make sure that Halloween was trending on Twitter. I, I hope so. Our mm-hmm. show? Uh, Our Halloween show? Uh, Sure. Yeah, this one in particular, because we're recording this on Halloween Sunday. Is true. Mm-hmm. We did a, an early special Halloween minisode that I'm really, really glad that you uh, wrote me into. It was super fun to do and uh, put mm-hmm. that out. But then we wanted to also kind of finish out the month and record something on Halloween. Mm-hmm. So fuck it. This comes out on like November 2nd. It's um, fine. That's it's fine. fine. It still counts. Look, we started doing yep. the, the spooky stuff in late September. It's going to roll through go. early November. And we talked about it early on. In, uh, in the announcement of you uh-huh. know, all the stuff we're going to discuss. So people were aware. They knew about it. It's fine. Don't add us. So back off. Yeah. But yeah, like Steven said, we did a, a special little Halloween episode. Uh, so uh, so episode 219 just dropped in your feed. So if you have not listened to it, go back and, and listen to that um, because it came out on Sunday, atypically 
of us. So uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it's only it's like less than 15 minutes long. That's crazy. Uh huh. And it's very dumb and uh, <laughs> a lot of fun though. <laughs> but it's so much fun. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I hope people uh, yeah really liked that a little Halloween treat. Yeah, it's not a trick. No, it's definitely a treat. We wouldn't There's, do that to people. There, there might be a person in there that gets tricked. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, no spoilers. And for you, the listener, that is a treat. <laughs> this is how it work. Uh, but yeah, it was a lot of fun, and I'm excited to also discuss our movie of the day today, which is Carrie from 1976, I believe. Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, you had suggested this because you had never seen it. Is that correct? This is true. Yeah, this is oh, true. Yeah. Um, so I saw it was on. Uh, you know, you you go through a list of all the like biggest horror movies or whatever, and, and Carrie is certainly on there, yeah. and. I was familiar with the the general idea of the the prom scene and her covered in blood, but had no context outside of that like mm-hmm. image. Um, what, yeah, it's what kind of iconic, lecture. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, that that scene gets referenced a lot in all types of different things. So, um, and I before we did uh, like a couple of years ago, uh, we talked about the show Castle Rock, and Sissy Spacek oh, yeah. is in that movie. <sighs> that movie, that is that series. I forgot about and, that, and yeah. I was like who is this person? Like I had heard the name <laughs> Sissy Spacek, but I did not connect her with that. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, like after the fact I had, had looked her up to see what she was in and she was in like the cold miner's daughter. And my, I remember yeah. my dad watching that when I was younger. And, um, so like, I, I guess I had seen her as a person, mm-hmm. but what did not have that familiarity with her. Yeah. Um, so she I didn't cross paths with a lot of movies you had seen or whatever. Yeah, you hadn't seen her in a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, it was it was interesting to uh, to go back and, and get a chance to watch this movie, totally a horror classic, and uh, with a, a female lead. Uh, good lord, a female, female lead, <laughs> and um, yeah, yeah. So very cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm I'm glad you suggested it. I had seen it over the years, you know, various times, whatever. But it had been a while, been a while, mm-hmm. and so it was fun that you suggested that because, um, yeah. I, it's one of those classic ones that, you know, is so is so referenced and seen everywhere. Like, everybody knows that iconic image of her covered in blood at the prom and everything. And mm-hmm. um, they even reference it in Scream, you know. Uh, they reference, like, corn syrup. Same thing used for, for pig's blood and carry. So it's, oh, like, yeah. influences everywhere, right? And mm-hmm. uh, so it's kind of cool to actually watch it. So, yeah, we'll get into that a little bit later. But we have some other little mini topics to start those off with as well, right? Did you want to go ahead and start us with that? Sure. Uh, I've got many topics and many topics. Oh, excellent. M-I-N-I and also M-A-N-Y. <laughs> you do the math. <laughs> For some reason, the way you like broke that down, I was like, yes, uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> this is spelling. Yeah, that is correct. Um, so I, uh, I stayed up late last night to... Mm-hmm. Uh, finish one movie and then also start Carrie. And mm-hmm. by the time I got through with the movie, the hour had struck midnight. And oh, the significance perfect. of that was great for me because at midnight, our time, the newest studio album by Limp Biscuit <gasps> oh, still sucks, great. dropped. And I was, I, was, I was tired by that point, but I was like, Oh, that's right. This came out. So I pulled it up and immediately texted Ross, who oh, yeah. <laughs> guessed it on the show, and I messaged Mitch. And uh-huh. they, Ross texted me back immediately, and Mitch did as well. And oh, they were awesome. like, yep, on it. 
So, yeah, word spread quick. And so I went through, I listened to this album twice. Oh, wow. And That's you were two times tired. the normal amount of times that I would listen to a song. Yep. That's simple math. Yeah. Um, You're all about math sh- today. I don't know. It's gross. I don't like it. Um, yeah. It's the, the spookiest of all academics. There you go. Mm-hmm. That's true. One number plus one number equals a second number. What? <laughs> That's not even what? correct math. One number plus one number equals a second. That'd be like a third number. Unless that number, the first two numbers were this, was, you know what? We're really getting into the weeds here. Um, yeah. Don't confuse people. Yeah. It's, yeah. Again, very Just scary. believe Brent. He's a mathematician. That's true. Hashtag believe Brent. So, uh, yeah, this album's only like 32 minutes long and it breezes oh, okay. right on by. So, you know, I, I uh, got through it in, within an hour or so. Mm-hmm. And, uh, man, like, it's good. Steven, it's yeah. good. I was I was looking at Twitter as I was listening to it, and people are hyped for it. People oh, are hyped dude, for this awesome. album. Look, we've been through a lot over the past uh, mm-hmm. pandemic and, and, and change. I needed something. I needed something to revitalize me. <laughs> you needed that and biscuit. Not only did I need New Limp Biscuit music, but I needed people to like it. I feel mm-hmm. like people are finally in on the joke. People get it. Yeah. You know? It just took like... 20 plus years yes mm-hmm. and, and people are like looking back at it and they're like oh i'm surprisingly hyped for this new album I'm like you should be it's fun don't we all like to have fun we do, do you guys remember last... fun come on yeah. it's a thing that we used to do and participate in all the time and talk about yep and that's what this album is there, there's an album or an album a track on this album where limp biscuit rock and roll new metal american band limp biscuit they have a song against the pharmaceutical industry. Oh, I'll sure. Listen to that. Why mm-hmm. not? Yep. It's fun. They also have a song where uh, Fred Durst talks shit about himself and Limp Bizkit as a band, just like <laughs> conversa- conversationally. It's, it's just a lot of fun. I, the, the first time I listened through, they get the I was joke. like, man, there's a lot of variety on this, this album. There's mm-hmm. uh, a, a little bit of something for everyone. Uh, the last track is called Goodbye, and it sounds like a boy band type of song. Oh, and nice. I was like, oh, man, I don't, I don't know. By the time I got to that like second chorus, I was like, oh, man, I'm fucking in. This, is so, <laughs> this feels so good. I, I want to see this on like a TikTok a series of videos just so it blows up because it is like very sincere and like very good. Um, on the I'm, second I'm excited through, about this now. Uh, good. Yeah. I want it to be infectious. Mm-hmm. Uh, on my second listen through, I was like, oh, yeah, it's this song. Oh, yes. This, I, I remember liking this song the first time. So like. Nice. I feel like the more I listen to this, the more I'm going to like it, and I already like it quite a bit. So, still sucks by Limp Biscuit. Check it out. The album cover is very stupid, but yeah. it's on par with like their previous <laughs> album covers. I, I believe it's illustrated by guitarist Wes Borland. And uh, man, just a lot of fun. I'm glad to have fun in the world again. I needed mm-hmm. this. That's it's awesome. A, yeah. Yeah, it's like a shot of. Uh, mm. What is happy it? juice? Yes. To the face? That's a shot of cum right to the eyeballs. Yeah. <laughs> that's where we listen to music, right? Yeah, that's... Okay, yeah. Yeah. I right that. to the ear holes. Uh, no, that doesn't make sense. No, okay, you're right. Yeah, we gotta um, rethink this. 32 minutes, that seems really short. Are, are there only a few tracks, or are they very short tracks? There are 12 songs, but they are... Oh, yeah, they're, they're short, but at least me wanting more, which is ideal. Mm. Because by the time I got to the, the end of the last song, and ending on that song Goodbye is... It's so good. It's so earwormy that I'm like, well, I got to listen to this fucking thing again. And I did. And I and loved you did it. it. Yeah. yeah. 
And you were already mm-hmm. tired when you started, which I love too. Like, uh-huh. oh my like, god, I, got, I had, go on I had so much trouble again. going to sleep after yeah. this. I was like, I need to. Get, it's like one thirty. I need to go to bed so I can try to say words, uh, good mm. on the podcast the next you day, which is now. And it's not, it's not working out. Like a very speech slurry, but that's okay. It is. it is what it is. Yeah, people are used to it by now. Yeah, you know you what know? you're getting. We're two twenty into this fucking thing. That's right. Yeah, it's never going to be good. I feel like this is why Freddy couldn't wake you up by stabbing you in your sleep. You mm-hmm. know, you were like in your sleep jamming to, to some Limp Biscuit. <laughs> I imagine you know? Freddy after like trying to stab me, <laughs> he just like grabs a fly swatter and just hits me in the fucking face like over and over again. Hey, you dumbass. Wake up. Get up. Come on. Now you're just loitering in my house. <laughs> that would hurt, though. Fly swatter yeah, to the I face. Yeah, I guess. But I'm like. It's so dopey. It's annoying. I mean, like, I, I barely remember my dreams anyway. So, uh-huh. yeah. like, I, I don't even know if I would register all of this, like, Freddy stuff, you know? What if it was, like, instead of knives, he had, like, four fly swatters on his hand? And he was, like, like tapping him, like, you know, across your noggin. Uh, I would love it if, at that point, Jeff Goldblum walks into the room, sees the fi- the four fly swatters, like, uh, not, uh, not, 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 not for me. And he, like, slowly backs away. So the fly was coming to kill you, too? The fly was... Well, he was coming to see what was going on. It was uh, okay. all the ruckus, you know? Gotcha. It's, it's the dreamscape. He's, he's my next room neighbor. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, he steps out the pod. He's like, what's going on? I'm trying to get some sleep in here. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, we should get him from his pod to our pod, you know? Yeah. Sometime. Mm-hmm. I don't mean the podcast. I mean, like, our pod that we have sex in. Oh, sure, yeah. We should get him in there. Goldblum's mm-hmm. still sexy. That oh, gray yeah. hair. Oof. Man, Silver Fox, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Well, um, I, I'm excited to listen to the Limp Bizkit album now. I, I'm, I was never a huge fan of them. I liked some of their music. What? I have to find out about this now? Wow. I'm just saying I was never a huge fan. Like, I don't think I owned an album of theirs, but I owned some of their songs. Like, Nookie, okay, you know? Okay, like, okay. And, and Faith, you know, obviously that was the one oh that my I, God. I first Nookie saw on MTV, and I was like, who mm-hmm. the fuck are these people? This is amazing. You know? Can Stephen Fisher name a third Limp Biscuit song? I know there's Chocolate Starfish. Is that just the album, though? That's, that's the album. And I'm going to go ahead and use that. The Chocolate Starfish, or Chocolate Starfish in the Hot Dog Flavored Water. Yeah, that's what I said. Time. I said the whole thing. You didn't hear oh. me? It must have cut out. Uh, probably. Yeah, I think there was a glitch on the CB connection here. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Can I name a third? I feel like I do know a third song. Well, there's the another cover, though, but it's the it's how we get our, our L-Tast thing at the end, right? The speak and spell L-Tast that we put at the end of the show. It's like mm-hmm. the 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 Gothica sound, soundtrack song they did, uh, Behind Blue Eyes. There we go. That counts. Oh, man, I got there. I believe... Young Frederick Durst added an additional verse to that very song, and people were not happy about it. Oh, wow. I think I, I like their version better than the original, I think, on that one, to be honest. So I have to listen to that now and see if I've even noticed the different verse. I had no idea. I had never heard of the original song until oh, really? Biscuit did it, so it uh, it kind of worked out in their favor. There you um, go. I actually reached out to Fred Durst to see if that was the point of them covering that song, uh-huh. and he sent back a one-word response. Would you like to hear what it was? Yeah. Yeah! <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh-huh. It's amazing that he sends the same response all the time like that. I, you guys seem to be really good friends. Honestly, it's efficient for him because mm-hmm. I tend to ask him a lot of questions, and he sends... The same response. 
You just make sure not to ask him anything that he could answer no to? No, I ask him sincerely. I just I am oh, simply good at asking says, questions. Yeah, that's true. You are really Let's good be at honest. asking questions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, uh-huh. I'd say that. Is do you uh, do you do you find do you do you think do you would you would you say that I have am is good question? Yeah. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Set up a knockdown. Yeah, that sounded like Fred had a little bit of a cold, but you know, I hope he gets better. Well, it is the the cold season. Is yeah. upon us, you know. There you go. So. But yeah, I, I was never a huge fan of theirs. I was like a, a smaller fan. And then you've liked him so much that I've been like, man, I really should like listen to more of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I haven't. So now I'm like, this is cool. And it sounds really fun, the stuff that you mentioned. So mm-hmm. might as well give the new album a shot. Look, you got to take Limp Biscuit under context, right? Mm-hmm. Let's start here. The band name is Limp Biscuit. Um, <laughs> What are we doing if we're taking this band like <laughs> ultra seriously? You know, uh, they do have some more okay. like serious songs, um, like rearranged and in, in my way. But like, they're they're mainly having fun. Mm-hmm. They're a rock band that's having fun. You know, people, that's what like, you're saying. People didn't get the joke. Yeah, yeah. nobody's looking at a like a a, a a fun like dance rap group like LMFAO and be like, oh, I don't really get like the subtext of what <laughs> they don't really talk about Auschwitz enough. It's like what? <laughs> What are you talking about? Yeah. They're there to have fun. Gotcha. Yeah, that's a good mm-hmm. yeah, good way to put it. It is. It's the best way to put it. Yeah. People I, yeah. are still talking about LMFAO, you know? Are Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, are they? But no, of course they are. Of course, Brent, yeah. Brent said it, so I believe it. Of course. And I heard it from Brent, so people are still talking about it. Brent's a person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? I'm sexy and I know it. That's true. Mm-hmm. You know, like anytime you go to a poker event, more just walk around the room mm-hmm. you're gonna constantly hear every day i'm shuff, 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 shuffling right yeah they that's mm-hmm. a big poker thing to say yeah of course people like to do that when they All shuffle 63 year old dads out there like hey <laughs> you ever hear them lfa mono you ever hear them <laughs> yeah uh-huh uh, i've heard of them yeah elephant rhino man they're fucking good <laughs> my grandkids don't see them in concert in concert uh-huh. <laughs> uh yeah that's cool man i, I yep. i'm i'm looking forward to listening to the new limbiscuit lmfao album mm-hmm. oh my god a team would be incredible i've gathered it from this conversation mm-hmm. yes uh well i didn't i just had a few things to mention um okay. so did you want to keep going with with one or two that you had because i know you had quite a few and i'm really excited to hear from you so i recently went through and had a bunch of other like spooky stuff that i wanted to catch up with mm-hmm. um when we went to uh your your parents land we yes. watched the uh uh monster squad, monster squad outside thank uh-huh. you yeah, yeah, yeah. uh you had played a bunch of trailers in front of the movie <laughs> uh-huh. and uh we watched the david s pumpkins sketch hell yeah still classic love it every time i see I it know. <laughs> and um but we also watched some trailers for like some uh some uh uh, decades old horror stuff or yeah. uh, spooky stuff. One of those was The Burbs, and it piques my or piqued my wife's interest. Uh-huh. So we watched The Burbs recently. I watched um, The Burbs last night. What? Oh my god, Brent! I'm so excited. We've done it. Um, I thought I remember like watching like clips of this when I was younger or whatever, mm-hmm. but I, I I wouldn't feel comfortable saying that I had like actually watched the movie, gotcha. especially upon like actually watching the movie. It was like, oh, this is. 
I, I don't barely any know any of this. Yeah, I yeah, knew yeah. Tom Hanks had uh, a neighbor that was weird and like the neighborhood gets in on the weirdness or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but we watched it and it was so entertaining. Oh, like, it was I'm so, so much glad. fun to watch. And um, it's, you know, one of my favorite things about Tom Hanks as an actor is something we don't get a whole lot of anymore, mm-hmm. which is stress lord. Tom Hanks, where mm. he gets like stressed out, yeah. like in that, in that first Toy Story movie, where he like starts uh, yelling at Buzz Lightyear that he's a toy. Like uh-huh. we hear some of it, but we don't get that in a lot of his like modern movies. He doesn't like really stress out and Forrest Gump going like forward or whatever yep. in his film chronology. Um, but man, when he freaks out, and he starts yelling at people. <laughs> it cracks me up because he, his voice is like so much fun to listen oh, to. It's so great when it, he does that. It is so like believable to me. He just like go off, King. You know, oh, it's like yeah, one of those totally. things. Um, but there, we get that a, a couple of times in this movie. And oh yeah, yeah he I really, really had those ham in this one, man. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really had a had a, a lot of fun watching uh, watching the Burbs. What about you? You've seen this before? Yeah, I'm super excited because when I show that trailer, it's like a, a family staple of mine. And so I grew mm, up watching yeah. the movie. My wife Amanda had never seen it, and so I showed it to her. I don't know in the last decade or so, maybe longer, or whatever. But it became mm. one of our favorite like Halloween movies to watch. And we've seen it a bunch this year. We even put it on before oh. Halloween season. It's just like a fun, I just love Tom Hanks. I love Carrie Fisher mm-hmm. as his wife. Um, all the neighbors and stuff are so good. And I like Bruce Dern and um, uh, fucking Feldman is in it and everything. Yes. Yeah. There's so many great people that shot on this. It's like shot on the back lot. Um, I can't remember which studio, but it's the same place they shot desperate housewives. It's like Wisteria lane. So and oh, I think okay. it's like the same houses they shot, like Leave It to Beaver and stuff. It's like it has this like iconic suburban look or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. but like the street winds around. So you never see you, you never see down the street, basically past this curve. So it all looks like this contained thing. And sure. um, it's just I just fucking love it. It's so funny. Uh, it's directed by Joe Dante, who did Gremlins. And so I thought that he, he had would his like own it. Inferno as well, right? Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dante Volcano was actually a stripper in that he had for That's a while what in it Vegas. Was. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was like a whole stage show where it's like it went down different levels, you know, of his clothes mm-hmm. and stuff. It was it was pretty impressive uh, in his younger days. But um, yeah, it's it's always been one of my favorite Tom Hanks performances. And then whenever I showed the trailer, and Brandy leaned over, Brandy, I don't know who that is. Your wife, Ebediah. <laughs> Uh, had uh, leaned over and then was like, we should put that on our list. I was like so so shocked. I was glad um, because I thought she would probably like it and I thought you would like it, but um, I was shocked that just the trailer kind of was like, oh, that looks good. So yeah, I'm so glad that you guys watched it. It's yeah, it, it has this look about it to, to where it seems like nostalgic even if you haven't seen it. Yeah. You know, that's it's, good, it's hard yeah. to quantify, but, but like you said with Gremlins, um, it has that uh, that aesthetic mm-hmm. look to the the film that is reminiscent of a, a movie of that time, and it is, and it, but not every movie holds up that way. Totally, you know, like, I think there, there's, there's some movies, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, very enjoyable. I have a lot of nostalgia for it, and that's one of the ones too. It's like Monster Squad. It's like if I show it to someone now, and they didn't grow up with it, I don't know how things play sometimes. And so that's when I showed it to Amanda, and she was like, "Oh, this is totally great." I was like, oh, "Okay, cool," and like. You guys as well, not having grown up with it, you know, there, like that speaks to something. So I, I'm trying to think um, there's something that I don't have currently um, in like 
uh, as far as like like pop culture stuff that I consume that I miss uh, and mm. is a bit nostalgic, which is uh, like an adventure movie, kind of like mm. uh, like an Indiana Jones or mm-hmm. a Goonies, that that type of thing. Sure, um, I, I would even put like. Um, the the two gremlins movies in that that category mm-hmm. of like we're we're gonna go on an adventure or whatever totally yeah. um it, uh, the 80s did like, that so well yeah yeah, yeah. I, I find myself craving that more and more um i've only seen super eight once mm-hmm. but i i want to go back and rewatch that now and see if that has some of that um adventure stuff i'm looking forward or yeah. uh, missing uh, i think that might be part of why i like stranger things so much is it has Same, a, yeah. an aspect of adventure to it you know yeah uh that's true and obviously it's trying to capture that sort of goonies feel to it in, in some ways mm-hmm. um but i think stranger things and I, and i like super eight a lot i know uh it's not like i don't know it's kind of like a a lot of abrams stuff re, rehashing original things i like them a whole lot some people don't like the aesthetic or whatever but i would certainly revisit that one i've seen super eight a bunch of times because uh, sure, i yeah. get that same feeling of adventure from those kids and stuff and um just the style of getting kids to act so naturally and they seem like actual mm-hmm. friends or whatever that's kind of cool too yeah. um but this yeah the the burbs has a certain feel to it that i really mm-hmm. like it it feels like the music is really fun and creepy um everybody has you know yeah. seen that sort of trope at least if not in real life like in movies and tv shows of like the the creepy house down the lane or whatever and everything mm-hmm. else is kind of like perfect suburba suburbia but then the neighbors are like all nosy and stuff it just plays into a lot of things but it also feels very like halloween-esque to me it feels yeah like it has a a fun vibe to it or whatever i just really dig yeah, and there's a, a lot of people in the cast because it does take place in a suburban neighborhood, but I feel like everyone has their own personality and their own thing going on. Yeah. Um, like like Carrie Fisher is, uh, she's just like the, the stern wife that won't let her husband go out and play or whatever. I, I like that <laughs> yeah. scene a lot. <laughs> like, I said no, guys. Yeah, 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 they yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. They all um, act like the, little children. It's so funny. Yeah. And then uh, the 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 military neighbor guy who has like the smoking hot wife or whatever. Oh man, I was gonna um, say she had no yeah. tan lines this morning. She is so fucking smashing in this movie. Damn. Yeah. Damn. I was trying to look up her name because I'm not sure. Wendy Shaw, Bonnie Rumsfeld. Yeah, she's uh, she's pretty mm-hmm. great. Yeah. Uh, and then the, uh, the, the, the main neighbor. Yes. Uh, I used to see the actor everywhere. I, I can't know. remember his name. Rick but DeCommon. Still... If you, if I'm sorry, a, what was his that? His name was Rick DeCommon. Rick DeCommon. If that's oh, how you say it, yeah. This he's not DeCommon enough because I miss seeing <laughs> yeah. him. He used to be all over the place back in the, I know. Back in the day. Yeah. Back in the day. He uh, he died in 2015, unfortunately. Oh, my God. I know. I know. But he was in, uh, he's in a lot of stuff. He's in, oh, he's in Die Hard. He's the guy that just shuts off the power and like they have to like radio back and he's like, we can't shut it off down here. And he's like, yeah, I can. I can do it down here. He just like pops up real quick. That was like right before this mm-hmm. movie. Um he showed up in like a lot of like late '80s stuff. He's in Gremlins too, you know. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say yeah. I, I bet he was in there. Groundhog Day. He's uh, one of the townspeople in Groundhog Day with Bill Murray. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. And he was uh, Blank Check. He was in Blank Check as well. He's he shows up in a lot of like late '80s yeah. to early '90s stuff. So he was a staple of that era. Yeah, for sure. Hell yeah. I thought he was great in every scene that he was in. He just like stole the show. I had so much fun watching this movie. Yeah, he's my very favorite character in that. Um, there's a, yeah. His name's Art. There's a part where he comes over in the morning and they're eating breakfast and he just sits down and makes himself a plate and then goes in the kitchen and grabs like, Amanda and I were joking about it. It's like, 
they put a bunch of shit in the refrigerator like just ad lib just grab whatever you want he comes back with a full fucking pineapple not cut no knife he's just uh-huh. like i'm gonna eat this later the wife yeah. uh carrie fisher walks over with a bowl and he like just takes a scoop out of it and eats it and his face gets weird and then she drops it for the for the dog it's the dog food yeah. like he's just fucking eating everything in sight and it's he's just so he just chews the scenery he's so good in that movie yeah yeah and then Fantastic. I think he finishes Tom Hanks's plate of, yeah. of food or whatever. <laughs> he's gonna eat those eggs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was good. Yeah, he's my so, favorite. Yeah. They're all really quirky though and fun, and uh-huh. I just love the whole, the whole roller coaster ride of that movie is just super awesome. Yeah, yes, very good. A lot of fun with that. Um, did not have a whole lot of fun with the comic book The Cryptics from IDW. Oh no. Um, so. This is a, uh, a comic that I had read back in the day as it came out. It was like three issues, and I think they were like kind of sparsed out over time. Um, but it's uh, written by Steve Niles with art by uh, Benjamin Roman. And I love the art in this book, but it does not have a like a solid story. Um, I think the first issue is a bunch of like little mini like short stories. So I'm wondering if maybe it was like a webcomic or something like that, because like the very first like main page you get to is a just a one page story and it kind of progresses from that there are like a few page stories as it goes on and i'm not uh faulting the the story for that i mean that's totally fine i used to work on a, a web comic so I, mm-hmm. I get it but um the main issue i have with this is the balloon placement on lettering mm. because it makes it confusing um because we here in uh this side of the world we read left to right and then the top of the page to the bottom it makes it confusing when the first person like speaking in a panel is all the way to the right and uh you have like it just doesn't read in order mm-hmm. so i i i and i can't really fault uh, fault the letterer um whom is jason hanley um i think the lettering itself looks good but i think maybe the either like the artist like drew the story and gave it to Steve Niles to like write the dialogue or whatever. And they didn't, they weren't really like connecting. Oh, I need to have this person speak first mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, or it was just like a miscommunication or something. Mm. But like this was, I had this in my like reading queue for like two weeks. And it, like I said, it's just like three comics worth of, of pages to get through. But it really took me a long time just oh, because gotcha, it was so, yeah unenjoyable to read i thought that the dialogue was yeah was really stilted but again i love the art like if you look up the 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 art or the the cover it looks very like cartoony and whatnot so it's right up my alley but uh, it was just a kind of a slog to get through Mm -hmm. um uh, benjamin roman has another uh comic series from tokyo pop i'm trying to get through right now called i love halloween Mm. and uh, again i like the art it's in black and white this time but uh it's similar issues so i don't know if there interesting. was interesting yeah so I'm, I'm wondering if maybe he had uh said I, I, again I, I feel like maybe it was like art first and then story yeah second or dialogue trying second, to fit that in just, afterwards yeah, yeah, yeah and it doesn't quite work out um but because you need like yeah. i'm learning that when reading more comics and then like i've seen a few youtube tutorials about you know kind of breaking down how to draw a page and stuff and they they have all the stuff about how you you have to lead the the reader's eye and get them through yeah. the story like you have to kind of do a cadence there almost and a, a placement you know to kind of keep everything cohesive and then also know where to go next and if that's confusing then it just makes it like oh well I, I, someone just asked a question here and they answered it back there and i guess i read that one like out of order and stuff and it kind of ruins mm-hmm. the flow yeah and then 
And then at that point, you kind of, I don't know, the whole thing breaks down. You really got to keep that first so that you can just follow and read the thing, you know? Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, and then one final thing before I take a sure. break and I'll, I'll kick it over to you. Um, <laughs> have you ever heard of the Infernal Cauldron from 1903? I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. So on Friday, I was going through HBO Max to see what new stuff was on there. Mm-hmm. And they had a Halloween collection uh, tile up at the top. So I clicked on that. And it was a bunch of like scary movies, of course. And I was, so I was scrolling through there. I came across this one that was called The Infernal Cauldron. It looked very old timey. Uh-huh. And I'm all about that at this point. I'd, like if you're going to give me horror, just like hit me with the whole thing. You know? Yeah, right on. So I, I want to I check it all out. This is like the oldest movie I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I looked it up. Yeah, it's from, is it from 1903? Is that the one? 1903 is, wow. is what I said. Yeah. So, um, it's two minutes long. It is a short, mm-hmm. very short, um, but it is, it's like partially in color and it, it, like, if you watch it, it looks like they filmed everything in like black and white and then they added mm. some type of, uh, <laughs> it almost looks like they took crayon and like colored over it because it the color like wiggles <laughs> and everything. Yeah. It's not perfect, but it's 1903. It's fine. I was just, I was wildly impressed at the, the coloring at all. Huh. Very impressed with that. Uh, but it's two minutes long, very simple, very simple story, which is, uh, there's a little demon. He has his minions bring him some like sacrifices. He throws them in an infernal cauldron, uh, you know, something to, to like kill these people. Uh-huh. And then turn them to ghosts. And then at the end of the thing, spoilers, if you are, are watching this, um, he jumps in the cauldron himself. Something year old spoilers. <laughs> yeah. He jumps in the cauldron himself to go back home, essentially. Oh, okay. So it's 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 very, uh, very short. Uh, but it was a lot of fun to uh, to watch something that old. Right on, uh, man. That's somebody cool. put effort into. Um, now, I say all that to say, mm-hmm. oh, I wonder what else is on there. And I, I kept scrolling. I came across this one that said uh, it was called The Old Hag. And this one was made around the same, I think maybe like a few years later. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, okay, I wonder what this is. So I clicked on it and I saw the runtime on this one was 12 minutes. No, thank you. Why so long? Why are we doing this? I don't have time to watch this. I just watched this movie. You know, that's why like, I'm in the two minute zone right now. So if uh-huh. you could fit me with two minutes, I'd be great. But yeah, otherwise, mm-hmm. man, amazing. Um, yeah. I did look up when I was trying to find the one you were talking about. Which is a the Infernal Cauldron. Uh, it's directed by uh, George Melier. However, you say that he's like. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know a lot of classic films. Uh, the very old timeies like this, but he's he's w- really well known, obviously, for um, kind of like progressing trick photography and and film and stuff, and kind of you know being an early pioneer and everything. And sure. uh, but. It was funny because when I looked it up, it said 36 minutes on the main like Google page for that. And you kept saying two. And I was like, I wonder if Brit watched like a clip on accident. And there's like a whole movie out there, <laughs> you know. And yeah. I went to the Wikipedia and it says running time, 36 meters, 116 feet of actual film. Wow. And then it says one to two minutes. So it's like it's like they took that and the Google was like, oh, it's 36 minutes. It's like 36 meters. That's crazy. Yeah, they put it in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Especially then because it's like such a commodity and stuff, whatever. We should start asking that like to to people like how long is a movie? Like, oh, it's an hour and 38 minutes. No, 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 no. (laughs) How long? (laughs) No, what is the runtime? How long is it? Like you put the reels back to back to back. Yeah, yeah. If you stretched them out, like where where what city can I get to? I will accept meters. Yeah. <laughs> if you must. If you must. Yeah. That's interesting, though. I'm glad you watched that. Um, mm-hmm. 
I, I, I would like to also kind of explore a lot more of classic cinema and uh, a two minute short film is pretty easy. So, yeah, that's kind of fun. I think so. Right on. All right. Well, let me mm-hmm. see what I got going on. Uh, one last night, my wife and I watched a documentary on YouTube. It's available on YouTube. And it was uh, pretty fun to watch because we are huge Scream fans. Um, obviously, I'd love to get killed by Ghostface. He's the sexiest. But uh, mm-hmm. it was just it, it's just called like, Scream Making of. On, on YouTube, it's like a 31-minute documentary. It goes over the, the first three films, and it looks like it was made like in the early 2000s, um, sometime after Scream 3 was made. But it's cool. It had a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff that I'd never seen before. It has, and, and this might be available like on the DVDs or Blu-rays, but I do pretty much everything streaming now, so I don't have access mm-hmm. to those. But um, it was cool because it showed like um, Nev Campbell and um, as Sydney, and it showed Billy Loomis, who's uh, Skeet Ulrich, showed like their auditions and um jamie kennedy for for randy and it was really fun to see them kind of do a different take on uh scenes that i know so well like amanda and i know that movie mm-hmm. so well in each line that it was kind of fun to hear them say it a different way without the you know a direction on set and the ways that we knew how how they speak it or whatever but like mm-hmm. skeet walked in and they were like he was just sexy and brooding and he was like perfect for the role and he, you see his like audition, and you're like, holy shit! Like he knocked it out of the park without any direction at all. Like he's just that, he's that fucking guy. And yeah. uh, and it was really cool. And Randy too. They were like, he was so kind of tall and skinny and geeky, and he just like was perfectly Randy. And uh, and it was great. And so uh, Jamie Kennedy trying out for that, you know, like it was like from the moment they just had like this great cast. So it was really cool um, and easy to watch. You know, just like a little thirty minute documentary, but kind of gave me some new info about Scream that I had not known before. Uh, and that was kind of fun. So, oh, that's awesome! Yeah, yeah, it was fun cool. to have a, a making of to uh, to discuss further of the stuff that you love. Yeah, yeah, it's like always, and it makes me kind of wish. I, I think I actually did have the screen movies on Blu-ray. I don't know if I still have them around or not, uh, but I had some version of them before. But I know like the the 25th anniversary just came out, or is this year, and they they came out with like a a 4K Blu-ray, which I'm not involved with any of that stuff at all, but. I think it might have had more more things on it. So that's something I would definitely love to listen to like commentary on eventually if they have something like that or, or just more behind the scenes stuff because that's a fr- mm-hmm. film franchise that I just adore so much. And I'm like, man, this was really cool to like learn some stuff all this time later that I never even knew. And I'm a huge fan of it. So um, yeah. it was kind of cool to, to kind of see that. That's awesome. Yeah, man. What else? What else do you have? Um, so I didn't want to mention a ton of about these it's stuff I've mentioned before, but um, Amanda and I put on Train to Busan again the other day, oh, and I just want to yeah. say that movie still rips. Uh, and I'm also still shocked that my wife loves it as much as she does. I thought she might like it. I thought it was such a good film when we watched it, but mm-hmm. it's hard. I don't know who like it has subtitles and it's like a Korean movie. And luckily, with like Parasite coming out, like people, you know, general public people seem to be getting more into that, you know, kind of cinema and everything. And it's a little that, easier no. sell. I think Squid Game was a, uh, a oh, big factor in that recently as well. There you go, yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. um, yeah. which I still have yet to see, but I'm really excited about. And um, so, yeah, this one is like, I, I think so many people would like Train to Busan if you watched it, and I know that I, last I heard they're trying to remake it into an English language thing, and I, I sold it, told it to my wife, and she was like, ugh. And I was like, good, yeah, we don't fucking need it. This one's amazing, you mm-hmm. know. But, um, yeah, I just think it, it really holds up. I, I was going to watch Peninsula, Train to Busan 2, but I still haven't seen it yet. I don't remember if you had seen that one either yet. No, I bought it yeah. very excitedly <laughs> when it first hit, like, uh, streaming yeah. or uh, uh, digital, like, ownership or whatever. And I think that was, like, 
mid-pandemic or whatever. It's like, Steve, we oh, got to talk about this on the podcast at some point. Yeah. And uh, I've not seen it. Yeah. We have not <laughs> discussed it. I don't understand why I haven't watched it yet. Um, mm-hmm. Part of me feels like I didn't hear as great reviews, uh, I guess, of it. Like, I heard some good things, but, like, Train to Busan mm-hmm. is just so special, I feel. Yes. And mm-hmm. I feel like... Like, we watched Soul Station, the, the like, mm-hmm. animated prequel thing, and it, it was just, like, okay. And so I've been, like, I don't want to be let down again. I guess in my head, if I yeah. if I never watch Peninsula, it's a good movie. But if I watch it, it's going to be good or bad. And yeah. so I just haven't gotten over that hump. But I do want to watch it, and watching the original again made me want to be, mm-hmm. like, yeah, let's keep this train going. Huh. Sure. Literally. Yeah. So. <laughs> I get it. I get it. So yeah, it, it totally holds up, and uh, yeah. I, I still need to find more people to recommend it to, but um, yeah, I would recommend it to everybody if I could, if they would just sit down and watch it, because it's pretty fucking great. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what do you got? So, um, Steve and I, I did it. I finally completed my Blade trifecta. <gasps> oh. I watched Blade Trinity. Yes. Moving on. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Is that bad? Uh... Yes and no. Like, as I started it, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm not feeling this at all. And then, like, like if you, if I could have, like, a dial uh, that, like, kind of had, like, a 1 to 10 uh-huh. on enjoyment, I would have, like, moved that back and forth a lot during this movie because there are certain things that I gotcha. I like, but a lot of the stuff doesn't hold up, and a lot of the stuff is just bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, early on in, in Trinity, um, well, like, real quickly, as... Uh, people have heard about behind the scenes like drama about the movie uh wesley snipes and, and david goyer the director and mm. uh, writer for this movie he uh they butted heads quite a bit uh, so much so that uh wesley snipes uh would only uh, be addressed as blade and oh, no. he would only communicate with the director via post-it notes uh <laughs> wow yeah that's so passive aggressive uh, i like it there was yeah and like so there's turmoil behind the set, but like as I've gotten older and uh, and honestly, as, as I was watching this newest movie, I was like, well, fuck, no wonder this movie's bad. I oh, felt yeah. like he he knew he was making a bad movie. That's he was like locked into it because of like the director in the studio wanted certain things. And in the beginning of this movie, it seems like they're like the first bit of dialogue you hear from from Blade is like it's a shot from behind him and it sounds like it's ADR'd by a totally different person. Oh man. <laughs> and there's a lot of him like running around where you don't see his face clearly. Mm-hmm. And it's not like like Wesley Snipes is a, a trained martial artist, so he can like do some of this stuff. And we've seen him in two previous movies like do these roundhouse kicks and stuff and you can see his face. Um it's not like a stunt performer at that point. Um but in this it's just like a lot of stuff is like cast in shadows. So and because movies shoot things out of sequence, I feel like this is maybe like one of the more like turbulent points mm-hmm. of the filming process. So they're like, let's just get the stunt guy and cast him in shadows and like so you can't see his <laughs> face or whatever. Um, but like there's not really a whole lot for Blade to do in this movie. Mm-hmm. And like he's so fucking cool. Wesley Snipes as Blade is so fucking cool. You love hanging out with that character in the first two movies. And then by the time you get to this one and you bring in like Whistler's daughter, uh, mm-hmm. which is played by Jessica Beale, very attractive woman. Also, uh, it needs to be acknowledged. Like a lot of hype was uh, surrounded Michelle Obama's arms because she's mm. got like really nice arms. She's got some big guns. Jessica Beale has massive guns in this fucking oh, movie. Yeah. Like there are points where like the camera zooms in on. It's like, Oh my God, 
I'd let her check her, me out, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I know that then, yeah. I did feel whenever I first saw it, they had a missed opportunity because like I, I understood she was Whistler's daughter, but she didn't have a beard, mm-hmm. you know? And I thought that was yeah. like, they could have done better with that. They could have, you know, mm-hmm. maybe they can like release a director's cut or something like that. And yeah. Like a reverse mustache. Yeah. Yeah. Cut. Just, <laughs> literally like Chris Christopherson's like lower half of his face is just, just on Jessica Alba. Yeah. yeah. Totally different uh, mouth and everything. That would, that would work but, for me. Um, yeah uh, her character has almost zero of anything to do like mm. there's nothing interesting about her she's whistler's daughter whistler dies in this movie um he, he, he dies a lot in, i was gonna these say three movies he, yeah die a few times already he, he dies at the at the end of the first one he comes back in the second one um and then he dies again in the beginning of this movie right um but yeah she doesn't have anything to do her personality is she we're told that she's whistler's daughter it's like okay that's that's it and moving she on. fights with earbuds in she and it's funny too because she has um like an early like apple ipod you know with the wheel on mm-hmm. there and she's constantly uploading music on there but if you look at the playlist that the screen shows it's the same music each time so i don't know <laughs> if she's like putting this music on there deleting it and then adding the same music back on uh-huh. seems wildly impractical but okay i feel like they could have just like scrolled up on the itunes thing to uh to put it on there but i don't know what do i know yeah um, what do you know david goyer knows sure what, what is ryan reynolds like what is his character how is his connection in this ryan reynolds just a a spark of joy to watching this bad movie um he's he's very charismatic mm-hmm. early on he plays uh what uh fuck Oh, oh, that's I was a cool say name. Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> yeah. He plays fuck Lecter. <laughs> he plays fuck Lecter. Hannibal's son. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How'd you come up with the name? I fucked. Oh. Oh, <laughs> yeah. creepy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm just gonna move on. Uh, so uh, he plays uh, Hannibal King. Hannibal King is the, mm. the character's name. Uh, it's a character from the comics. And uh, yeah, he's a. Uh, also smoking hottie in this. Mm-hmm. They have a shirts off scene with him. And uh, so a little something for the ladies. Uh, but he's he's funny in this movie. Like he's yeah, cla- does like what he can. proto Deadpool. Yeah, essentially. Right. Like very funny, very actiony. Uh, Patton Oswalt is in this movie as oh, well. Wow. Yeah, he's like uh, the uh, the crew that they put together. I think they're called Night Stalkers. Uh, he's like the weapons guy or whatever. Yeah, they have a, a, a the guy a, in the chair. A, yeah, mm. they have a well, kind of sorta like. They have a Patton Oswalt makes weapons like that's his specialty. Uh-huh. And then, um, oh, that uh, that Russian nesting doll like TV show that like actress. That's um, in that. Yeah. The, ta- the Natasha something. Leo. Yeah. Yeah. I, w- I want to say Taya Leone, but I was like, no, I'm not a bad boys. Um, but yeah, she she's in it. She plays this blind character who is like also the tech person. So huh. she has this like special computer that has the like the the braille on it or whatever. Okay, yeah. Um, which is fine, but like th- neither of those characters have anything to do but get murdered and be like martyred going forward. Um, and then she has a daughter that's in there, mm. uh, Dominic Dominic Purcell, who mm-hmm. was in Prison Break, yeah. and then also um, he's on the like Arrowverse as a uh, Captain. No, not Captain Cold. Uh, Firefly or some shit like that. Heatwave. Heatwave. Is that it? <laughs> Samsonite, I was way off. Um, <laughs> There's just so many people I didn't know. Triple H was in this movie? 
Triple H is in the movie. Yep. He plays a bad actor. Uh, which is impressive. Uh, Parker Dominic Posey's Purcell, in this movie? I'll get to that. Mm, okay. uh, so Dar- Dominic Purcell plays Dracula, mm-hmm. and he sucks. He sucks. He's a, he's a bad Dracula. He's like... He's in a totally different movie than everyone else, I guess. Like Wesley Snipes is Blade in a Blade movie, uh-huh. and then everybody else is in their own separate movie. It's wild to watch. That's interesting um, way to take that. Yeah, yeah. I like Ryan Reynolds in this movie a lot. Uh, I feel like he's a, a can be a scene stealer, mm-hmm. but um, like it just like the the characters don't coalesce together yeah, very yeah. well. Um, now, you had mentioned Parker Posey, mm-hmm. John Michael Higgins from um he's in the pitch perfect movies mm-hmm. uh, he's like one of the announcers yeah. with elizabeth banks uh-huh. i saw parker posey in this movie i was like oh this is where they met and i was like that's not elizabeth banks that's parker posey <laughs> they look exactly the same to me how interesting i would love to see that yeah because i've never I've, I've never seen them like side by side like in pictures that i would think that but in a certain light or certain mm-hmm. dress or whatever hair you know Oh, you don't think they look they look very similar to me like in general, when i first you? saw the first spider-man movie uh-huh. and elizabeth banks was in there as betty brant oh. i was like oh it's parker posey i'll give you that it's not parker posey yeah. yeah yeah i'll give you that one specifically i think yeah i can mm-hmm. see that yeah huh i've never thought yeah that they looked much alike until you just mentioned it and i was like as i was watching this movie i was like there's got to be something to distinguish these two actresses in my brain <laughs> and there was not i don't know if it's because Parker Posey has like these uh, Dracula teeth in and she's got oh, these yeah. contacts and her hair hair is kind of frou froued up um, or what. But like if like side by side, hmm. if you put a gun to my head and you're like, which one is which? I'd be like, I guess you'll just have to kill me. I do not know. I got a 50 50 shot. I'm not even willing to take it. I just don't even want to live in this world anymore. Oh, wow. Uh, mm-hmm. Specifically, the Elizabeth Banks in Spider-Man has a dark like Bob. Hair, yes. haircut sort of thing mm-hmm. so she looks like parker posey usually does but then there's also pictures online of parker posey and with blonde hair that i keep being like oh that's elizabeth banks oh it's <laughs> thank not. you i've never right. thought this before though that is really interesting it's like not those, fair those you can't do this yeah. to the world look at them that's, they're literally the same person that is so interesting you know there's a, a big like uh uh like conspiracy about andrew wk the the person mm-hmm. Uh, Andrew WK is played by different people. That's a conspiracy. To me, it just looks like the same person, and I feel like he leans into the conspiracy a bit. Okay. Never do that one, yeah. Nobody talks about Elizabeth Banks and Parker Posey being the same person under two different names. Yeah, has anybody seen them in the same room together? No. Yeah. It's impossible. (laughs) It's impossible. Unless you you see one of them in a room, and you're like, oh, I've seen both people because they are one and the same. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like... Has anyone ever seen Superman and Clark Kent in the same room mm-hmm. together? Yeah, because if you've seen one, you've seen both because they're the same. Oh, you know that's true. Saying? Yeah, I get you saying. Yeah. So mm-hmm. they are the same person and you've seen both because they're the same person. Wow. Right. What a twist. Mm-hmm. How interesting. Yeah, I've never connected that before that. Um, I do want to catch up with the Blade films, you know, at some point. But Blade Trinity is, you know. One in particular that I just never really thought to revisit. And uh, it's only mm-hmm. like in the fact that I haven't seen any of them in a long time that I'd be intrigued right. to do that. So and then forget about it all over again, hopefully. Yeah, just like Sarah Marshall. Um, but as mm-hmm. I was going through and I watched uh, Blade Trinity in uh, chunks, you know, co- over the course of a week or whatever. And there was a point where I was like I had stopped it and was enjoying myself. 
I was like, oh, okay, well, I'm looking forward to getting back to this. And I started it up like the next night. I was like, oh, no. Oh. Yeah, I'm not I'm not feeling this part. But if you think there's a scene in this movie where a Pomeranian dog does not split his jaw open and reveal a little reaper oh. mouth and tongue as if it starred in Blade 2, you are out of your goddamn mind. That it's in the great. movie. Could you could you cut out all the bad and make like a cool short film? You think? I uh, kind of wish they would. Yeah, yeah. that'd be kind of. It neat. was just like blade scenes. Yeah, yeah, that'd be yeah. Dope. yeah. Just the highlights, mm-hmm. and then cut out all the bullshit. That'd be kind of nice, you know. Make yeah. it, make it palatable a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, interesting. I'm I'm looking forward to to revisiting that trilogy someday, but mm-hmm. today's not that day. And I'm glad that you took the bullet for us. So thank you for that. Also, if you think there's a scene in this movie <laughs> where Dominic Purcell does not throw a baby at blade <gasps> you are also out of your goddamn mind oh because it's God. in the movie mm-hmm. i bet that seems pretty dangerous mm-hmm. is it dangerous in the film don't spoil it but like does the baby end up on a spike um a spike of love as blade oh, catches thank you for ru- baby. yeah for not ruining that i i, I was expecting yeah. bad things and it and it turned good so i'm glad for that mm-hmm I wonder if there's a website for um, babies and movies like there is for dogs oh, and yeah, movies, like, you know? <laughs> yeah, because like, I know someone you... in particular that would be really hard to watch anything that had babies, you know, something bad happening to babies. For they are me. Yeah. I don't like to see <laughs> kids get hurt. <laughs> I mean, sure. Movies. But like, you know, yeah. in Halloween 2018, Michael, Mike, Michael fucking just straight up kills kids in that movie. But there's a part where he walks up to a crib and you're like, oh, God. And then he oh, turns away yeah, and you're like, oh, tense. okay, good. <laughs> uh-huh. It's like that. Yeah. Little kids I don't care about, you know. Well, for for the that, babies, that, that seems a little bad. That child that he kills, uh-huh. um, he had a gun pointed at him. That's just self-defense. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, he was standing his ground, which is what that rule is it based was in, upon. It was shot in Texas. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess there's more laws elsewhere, but mm-hmm. we're definitely big on that one. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess I only have really one one more to mention real quick that we had watched. But okay. uh, another movie that I hadn't seen in a few years, um, I kind of let it sit after a while, was Get Out. We had not seen Get Out in, the, in, a, in a minute. And wow, okay. it was uh, really great to see all over again because I had forgotten enough of the intricacies of the plot that I didn't know kind of what each scene was going to bring. It all felt kind of new. Um, but I knew the overarching story. And so that highlights so much of what you think the first time you watch it. And it was cool because I can remember watching the first time and what I was thinking going through it. And you think you can, there's a lot of misdirection or you think, oh, man, this is going to happen. And like it does. But it's like way wilder than you really expected. And uh, so it was really fun to rewatch again. Uh, another one that I just want to mention again, because revisiting it was was super great. And I was glad that I gave it a little bit of time in between the last time I had seen it. And now I think I hadn't seen it since us came out. Uh, which okay. is also a little while ago now. So I think that was 2019. So, and Get Out came in 2017. So I'd watched it like Get Out like maybe twice, maybe three times, and then uh, took a break for a few years. And it was really cool to revisit. I liked liked having that. Mm-hmm. And now I'm excited to go watch Us again because I haven't seen that in a bit. So uh, Jordan Peele, yeah. just fucking phenomenal. And uh, it was really good. Uh, and then last night we watched, we started putting on Rocky Horror Picture Show because it's one of our favorite oh, okay. Halloween things. Yeah. So just tune out, Brent. But I was going to say, 
it ended up being we didn't watch them in the same night but it ended up being that those i thought those could really be a cool double feature because they had a lot of weird similarities where it's like the the straights you know kind of like daniel kaluuya kaluuya and get out like he's like the normal guy and he goes to this weird thing this house and there's a bunch of people there that he doesn't understand what's going on and then his hosts are all acting very weird and kind of like assessing him and stuff much like the uh, the characters in rocky horror and then there's like you know all kinds of things that i don't want to ruin for plot reasons for for get out but there's some other connections that i thought were really intriguing and it was uh for me it was a real fun weird fucking double feature because i consider get out sort of a twilight zone episode uh segment you know in a, in a way like it would fit in that mm-hmm. so well and then uh rocky horror picture show is also just kind of like quirky and weird like twilight zone can be or whatever so to me my quirky weird double feature i would watch those together and, uh, and it was pretty fun that way so and they both wear fishnets. Yeah. He just has pants on. You can't see it. You can't it, see but, him, yeah. but you understand. Uh, and Little Rel has there. fishnets on the whole movie, too. Yeah, every character yeah, yeah. with pants on has... I mean, that's El Tass canon yeah, at this point. absolutely. We can all agree. Yeah. Uh, Little Rel, that's his name, right? Little Rel Howry? Yeah, on a previous episode, I called him Lil Ray. I was like, I love Lil Ray. You're I was like, like I love, I love you, this person. <laughs> you don't even know this motherfucker's name. Um, Damn. He stole that fucking show, man. Uh, I mean, Daniel mm-hmm. Kaluuya is... Like his drama acting in there is just so good, but goddamn, Lil Rel's like. There's a part where he's like on the phone with him and he's like telling him some stuff, and he's like, "Get, I told you, get out of there." And the, uh-huh. his delivery for everything is so fucking good. Um, yeah. And then yeah, he's he's a he's a hero in my eyes. He's so great. So mm-hmm. yeah, that was really fun. But yeah, highly recommend it as usual. Yes, that movie has such a great ending. And like oh. when you hear about the the alternate take on the ending, I watched you're like, it. Yeah yeah it's like that makes sense mm-hmm. but also that's not the ending that we want yeah you know for our, our characters right so it was it, yeah I, I won't get into it if people haven't yeah, right. seen it or whatever but yeah but uh and the the copy i had on itunes because i'd bought uh get out it has a i watched that alternate ending and then there's commentary from jordan peele and he talks about how they made they scripted it and made the movie during the obama era and then when obama left office and things kind of felt different they had to change it. The ending like felt too like dire and bad and it worked whenever things were going seemingly well and yeah. race quote unquote was, was, was cured in America. Right. Like we were on the, a good trajectory and look, we have a black president mm-hmm. and it's like when that changed and it changed so mm-hmm. horribly back the other way, it was like, Oh, people want a happy ending. We don't want something like really dire. And uh, so yeah. that was really fascinating to hear him talk about that, but I prefer the mm-hmm. ending and everything, how it, how it played out. Um, which mm-hmm. is masterful so good yes very good mm-hmm. um i watched uh I'll, I'll talk about one other thing before uh i call it good on my list here um we watched a new movie that just came out on i think it's paramount plus called paranormal activity next of kin uh, wow cool i'm excited yeah what'd you think um do you like the paranormal activity movies have you seen them i like the first one i've seen maybe the first two or three but it okay. was diminishing returns for me. I, I really liked just the gimmick of the first one kind of worked. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I'm not really sure. So this one, though, kind of snuck out. I barely heard anything about it until like literally three days ago. And now mm-hmm. it's just out and I was curious about it. So, yeah, I'm very curious to get your thoughts. So I believe we've seen all of the paranormal activity movies. Um, we've seen like a couple of them in theaters even. And right it's on. just like so quiet in there. It's like so tense amongst other moviegoers. Mm-hmm. 
unless you know people are like loud so those are those are your two options you're really like rolling the dice when you go see one of these movies because <laughs> yeah. there, there are points where things are very silent but if like somebody's like really munching on some popcorn or whatever or just yelling at the screen that's going to really like disturb everything mm-hmm. um that said uh overall i would say i enjoy the franchise i think i've only seen each movie maybe once or twice mm-hmm. or whatever so i'm not like really deep into the lore i just like the experience of it it's it's uh, gotcha. satisfying to me and it uh properly like gives me uh the the goosebumps and the the thrills that i'm looking for mm-hmm. i'm i'm gonna talk about this movie from the perspective of a brown person which is me mm. um i don't know if we have any other minority listeners in uh in the audience here but uh there's something that is absolutely horrifying about going into a rural deep countryside with a bunch of white people <laughs> that really just like like if i heard about this i'd be like uh-uh no i uh-uh i will not go i it's just i i can't do it uh-huh. um so the general idea is that uh the the lead actress and forgive me i don't know any characters names in mm-hmm. this movie but uh the uh the the lead of this finds out that she has a um she was adopted she finds out that she has a uh, distant brother who is um trying to get a hold of her through 23andme type of Oof. scenario um he's amish like how can amish people use a computer well he was on Ramspringa, so he was out and about he heard about it he decided to look things up found the sister Ooh. right he contacts her. They meet up at this Denny's. Don't worry. Denny's is in the movie. <laughs> it's a very major part. It. It's a major. You don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, they meet up and uh, they decide to film a documentary about Ooh. her discovering her family and everything. She's like uh, in college and in, 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 in uh, like film school. Or okay. Whatever. Gotcha. And so they're making a documentary about it. Her and her friend. They meet the sound guy played by Dan Lippert. And that was the main thrust of me wanting to watch this movie so quickly mm. is I love Dan Lippert. He is you've seen him in like maybe commercials or whatever, but I primarily know him as a comedic like improv actor uh, in California. He's on the teacher's lounge. He's on Comedy Bang Bang. Gotcha, lot. Okay. He's, he's like really like it deep into that. Yeah. yeah. That, um, that community uh, of which I listen to on various podcasts. Um and so here's the big draw for me. But overall, I would watch this movie anyway. Mm-hmm. However, when he's on screen, he is so fucking funny, like effortlessly. That I, <laughs> it was just like a true joy to watch this. That's cool. Even amongst all, all the creepy white people. So um, I don't want to spoil anything mm-hmm. because this movie literally just came out. And I, I think it's worth watching. It's, it's fun. I feel like you don't have to have seen the other paranormal activity mm-hmm. movies to watch this i i th- feel like it's maybe it's its own standalone thing i don't know maybe there's some connective tissue to other movies i don't know i will say that where like if i were to give this movie a demerit it would certainly be that the these movies are based on like found footage type of uh videography right mm-hmm. um and i i do like that in this movie they do recognize that camera technology has increased quite a bit since the first movie like everyone's cameras on their phones are, are better than they mm-hmm, used to be right, and, yeah. and you've got like this slow motion feature that you can get like a thousand frames per second and some shit and they use that technology in this movie mm. which is fine however the point of view should always be from established cameras mm-hmm. right 
so the camera that the uh, the main camera guy is holding totally fine uh or uh they have a gopro that they mentioned in this movie mm-hmm. they they strap that on and that works as well they have strap-ons um, somebody, in this movie. okay it's they cool. have strap-ons it's yeah cool. and where does that strap-on go find out <laughs> in the movie um but there's there's also like a some body cam footage and some like dash cam stuff okay um however there are parts of this movie where a camera from out of nowhere is just there and captures footage as like a visual exposition for why something happened or whatever that's not good like there wasn't a there's no camera there to like capture that like where does this footage come from yeah you can't break the rules with that you that's that kind of film you have to stick to that that's what makes it that's what sells the effect yeah, yeah. And there's there's a, a shot of the movie where you finally get like toward the end of it where you get to see the the thing uh and uh there's a shot of uh, like the uh the the person is holding the camera at this thing mm-hmm. and you can like kind of see like part of it but the filmmakers don't want to reveal the full look of of the thing. So there's a camera behind it. So you're looking at it. You're in a camera behind the, the this, this creature. Uh-huh. And then you can see the the, the main protagonist uh, behind them talking to him. And it's like, where did this camera? How are we seeing this? Oh, man, like, that would really. You can't break sucks. your own rules that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's weird. Um, it took me out of the, the movie a little bit. But overall, I thought it was like an enjoyable watch. Like I said, you gotta watch the you gotta watch this movie knowing that there's some like funny shit in there, and I, That's I feel like cool, there's yeah. some like some light comedic moments in some of the other movies. But like, man, I love Dan Lippert so much; he's so fucking funny to me. So that yeah, that kind of helps sell the overall yeah. experience of it for you. Was kind of kind of good for that. Yeah, yeah. I know that they're like in the second movie. I think it is. It's like the main uh, the main woman from the first movie. It's like her niece, or like it's her sister's house, or something like that. Like I know there's some lore built up yeah. with like the first movie and it kind of goes on like she comes back at some point i think and some of it but i yeah. wonder and that film franchise feels like one that you can kind of pick up and choose any of them and and pretty much mm-hmm. you're at least going to get the scares of it you're not going to really yeah. it's not it doesn't seem like it's going to matter so much they're kind of plot light i mm-hmm. guess and it's more about just like the scares and stuff and like the the aesthetic of the found footage stuff so yeah i feel like at least that i would i would be able to pick that up and not worry about you know watching the other ones necessarily yeah seems enough and removed. i'm fine yeah and i'm fine with that i'm fine with just like the jump scares i, I know what yeah. this like franchise is for the most part i know it's going to take me an hour to to really like get the stuff where that totally. i'm like unsettled or have like goosebumps welling up but um it's it's worth it I, it's like a fun ride um some of some of the characters are fun. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fun to like get to know them and and to to live in this level of intensity. Uh, you have that like low rumble of the um, whatever like spirit or entity that mm-hmm. walks in a room or whatever. You don't actually see anything, but like you feel its presence through uh, sound. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm I'm really I'm really into that for these movies. I think they they pulled it off well. Yeah, right on. Uh, mm-hmm. You make me think that they need to do like a reboot of Casper. And it's like paranormal activity, but it's from Casper's point of view, and he's he's doing the haunting. Um, Still played by Devin Sawa. Oh, I mean, obviously he's amazing. He's perfected the role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. You don't want to get away from that for sure. No, that'd be mm-hmm. nice. Nice to have. I'm just saying, like that'd be cool. I'd watch that. And if he was able to like move cameras around some way, like I'd be down mm-hmm. for that. Yeah. So let's do it. Paranormal Activity uh, Eight. I don't. Know, I'm not sure which one this is. Did you know there's a uh, also a conspiracy, much like Andrew, Andrew WK, there's a conspiracy that 
Casper the Friendly Ghost is the uh, spirit version of Richie Rich when he died. I had heard something about that. So similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Similar backstories, I guess, for the kids or something. Oh, I thought it was just based like visually. Oh. I don't, I don't know anything about Casper. You never seen Casper? The Devin saw no, no, I've I've seen it. Oh, I just okay. don't know about his like when he was alive or whatever. Oh, okay, I mean they go into a yeah. little bit, and it's like his dad was really rich. It see like they have that huge fucking house, and he was the oh, only, he was really? the only kid. Um, and then his dad like spent all this money and time trying to create. I don't know sure what his dad did. I mean he was like a creator of an inventor and stuff. He was trying to like bring him back to I life. Think he, I think he was like a secret vampire, if I remember correctly. Maybe based on the movies I've seen. Was his name um, Drake? Instead of Dracula, uh-huh. I saw that. Yeah, he's a Canadian rapper. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Casper's dad? Uh-huh. Yeah. It's weird, too, because he's, like, he started from the bottom, so he's, like, born in Mexico, mm-hmm. and then he, like, moved all the way up to moved Canada. Up. That makes sense. Gained, prom- gained uh, prominence up there, yeah. Man, that's cool. Started I mean, from the bottom, now he's there, you know? Either way, I mean, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Just skip America, because we're, we're imploding, but um, everybody mm-hmm. else seems all right. Well, did you want to get into our, our main feature? Might as well. Now that we're over you know, an hour and a half into recording. It's going to be another short one. Yeah, as usual, yeah. the way we like it. Um, so, again, we're doing Carrie, 1976, based on Stephen King's book, 1974 novel. And uh, this was directed by Brian De Palma. He, uh, I know his name more than I remembered specific movies that he had done, but he did Scarface, The Untouchables, the first Mission Impossible movie. Um, he's done a bunch of stuff. And um, I'm a, a huge brian de palma fan necessarily but i i know a lot of his movies and i've seen a handful of them and everything but uh this was interesting it had definitely like a a weird 70s like soft focus aesthetic sort of thing like long zooms and it was felt very much like a 70s movie uh in a lot of ways it was kind of interesting um yeah yeah um i when i was looking this up i was surprised to see that Cece Spacek, uh, she was like 27 when this movie came out. Damn. She looks like very young. She in looks this movie. like she's 14 playing the 16 year old. <laughs> Which is disturbing oh, because, like, there's nudity very early on in this oh. movie. And I was like, I don't know that I like this. No. <laughs> this is like, this is, yeah, this is that was uh, my first unsettling to watch. It took like 58 yeah. seconds to get multiple huge fucking bush in this movie yes. it's just yeah, like full. a slow motion panning shot across a, a locker room of teenage girls with just tits out yeah out. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like not even worried about it yeah and i was like who is this for like, i know right because it, so truly this i don't know when r-rated movies were like a thing mm-hmm. maybe it was not a, a thing back in this time but like it's huh like could the could young people like 18 and under go see this movie like were they allowed to i don't because know yeah i was so shocked in that scene because it's like it's not only like background girls that were just like extras that got naked mm-hmm. it's like some of the main characters including sissy spacek and like she's like tits out in that first scene and i was like wow this is like totally unnecessary uh, yeah. and it doesn't make sense because it feels like this movie should be a female empowerment movie in some ways you know like she's just trying to live her life and gets bullied by all these creepy assholes and then yeah. the original shot is her is like the director being a creepy asshole essentially and yeah, like showing right. them off right it's really weird well 
Well, as it like pans through that like shower scene, there are like like you said, there there are people just walking around like full frontal nudity yeah, and yeah, everything. Yeah. You see like breasts and and uh, crotchicles. Yeah. And as it gets to her, it's just like kind of like her her backside, mm-hmm. including her butt. Um, and I thought, oh, okay, well maybe that's just yeah, like totally. all she's gonna do. But then later, you yeah, you she see she turns her around and, and it's like, oh no, it's just yeah. <laughs> Well, oh, there they are. Yeah. Uh, let's see. There's uh, one followed by a second one. Yep. Huh. They're right huh. there. <laughs> I guess that's the right number to have. <laughs> like, what if somebody's first movie to see, or the first time they ever saw breasts was Total Recall? Oh, yeah. They're like, oh, every woman has a third secret breast. And they, <laughs> they're hiding they this from us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and they were disappointed everywhere, every breast after yeah. that. And wow. Never yeah, that'd be that weird. Before. What if they like I don't know grew up in Oklahoma and they were like this little brown boy and they're like how come where's that third boot? Come on now, one? that'd be so weird, right? <laughs> no one would totally understand <laughs> that how much person he's gone through yeah. in his life. Um, but uh, I was like, I understand that like all, hopefully all of these actresses were you know over the age of eighteen and that's oh, yeah, you know, yeah. why they could show nudity. But like we've established this is like high school, so in, yeah. in this reality, I'm like. Should I? I don't know. I've, I just felt uncomfortable looking at this. Yeah, because yeah. It, it, the the reality of the movie is they're all underage girls. You know. Yeah, we've talked about that before. Mm-hmm. It's a weird. It's a weird boner because it's like they're supposed to be underage, so you don't really you want to be like, oh, I'm not supposed to look at them. But you know, these actors are actually like at least early twenties or twenty mm-hmm. fucking seven. That's crazy. Um, yeah. But it's like every teenage movie. Like when I grew up with like American Pie, and you know, mm-hmm. there's like this chick being eaten out. I don't think about her being like seventeen. I was like, I was 14. Like, I was like, this is great. She's an older woman, you know, yeah, but it's yeah, like, that's true, she, yeah. like Tara Reed was like, actually like, you know, 19 or 20 or whatever, when they did that mm-hmm. or something, you know? Uh, so yeah, it's always a weird thing, but, um, and this one in particular, I, uh, I, I really like that it has PJ souls. Who's also in, um, she's one of the babysitters or, or whatever that gets killed in Halloween. And so it's like seeing some of the other people I know from other movies and stuff in this, it's like, Oh, that's cool. Like I know, I know about what age they actually are, or whatever, and it's like that's fine. But it is like that first scene just opening up, and you think like this is gonna be this type of movie, and you're like, oh man, this is just like a really, really. It's like it starts less than a minute in, and it goes for multiple minutes of slow motion walking through a, a locker room, and you're like, this is really strange. There's a lot of strange things in this movie like that, like weird shots and stuff that they linger on for a long time. Yeah, like we're lingering on this conversation. Yeah. Yeah, it's a weird like <laughs> audio stuff as well, but we'll we'll get yeah, to yeah. it. Um, I, I thought it's also important to point out that Sissy Spacek received her first nomination for the Academy Awards for Best Actress in this movie. Crazy, I I totally get it. Yeah, uh, I I'll, I'll just say, um, in a, again, we can just like put down a blanket spoiler warning. Mm-hmm. Uh, this movie is older than both of us combined. What? Um, so you know. We're gonna we're gonna talk about spoilers. Uh-huh. Uh, we're gonna talk about this movie in depth. Spoilers are part of that, so you know the drill. Um, so, uh, like you said, the movie opens up within that first fifty eight seconds. They're playing some like volleyball tournament or uh, practicing or whatever. Uh-huh. They spike the ball and Carrie fumbles it, and everyone's disappointed with her immediately, like to a, a wildly oh, aggressive <laughs> point. And yeah. then, so much so that I had to write down this this thing, uh, this piece of dialogue that one of her teammates says to her. They come up to her. <laughs> He looked her dead in the face, almost touched noses with her, and they're like, you eat shit. Yeah, oh, it's so harsh. It's like, damn, it's like, you, comma, eat shit, or is it you eat shit Mm. for breakfast, and I can smell it on your breath. Oh, wow, yeah, she's calling her out. Yeah, 
And you can't, if people eat shit, I mean, like, that's what they eat. You know, you can't call people out for that. Yeah, it's just, it's cultural differences. Mm -hmm, I'm not saying I would eat it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, I don't waste food, so... (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, I put too that these chicks are just so fucking mean, like immediately. And uh, she oh gets God, her, yeah. her period in the shower scene that we're discussing. Uh, also, it looks like they shoot it from like kind of below her leg, like one leg is up. And you see her hand mm. like go down to her crotch. Like, and she's mm. in the shower, like a locker room shower. Like, it's open to everybody. It's just very weird. I don't know what she's doing down there that she didn't then found blood in her hand. Uh, mm-hmm. it's all just shot very strangely and you're like, it's so dreamy and weird. Like the look of it, it's all like hazy and stuff. And you're like, what is going on? Yeah. Uh, yeah. and then she flips the fuck out. Cause you find out mm-hmm. she didn't even like, was never told this was going to happen to her. I can imagine that would be so fucking traumatic. Yes. Uh, thinking you were really going to die, you know? And she like flips mm-hmm. out and tries to get help and they all just throw tampons at her. Mm-hmm. And it's so heartbreaking. Um, she's clearly in like terrified, of what's happening to her and then these these other girls in her school and like everyone in that locker room is a fucking bitch <laughs> it's crazy i know yeah like not one of them would step up and be like hey can we not just like right. commiserate as other humans right. who have gone through this and like yeah. one of them's walking out with a like a loose tampon like it's just like yeah, the string right. and the cotton it's like did they not Where'd you get that yeah yeah did they not have applicators back in the day yeah i'm weird. asking that sincerely like is this like newer technology <laughs> yeah. i don't know i don't know i only use them to put vodka in my butt so i don't <laughs> you really gotta try the blueberry vodka it's tastier than you would oh think oh my god that's so funny um in that same scene i believe that's when she first like manifests her powers right um yeah she like breaks the light above them that's yeah, what it yeah, is yeah. okay when the teacher I, comes I out note- I noted that primarily because it has like the psycho music stab, the reet reet. Oh, I noticed that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh man, that's like a cool like yeah. callback. Um, going back through and watching some of these horror documentaries on Shudder and elsewhere, they always reference back to Psycho. That always is like part of it, and mm. for good reason. You know, it's like a an early um, uh, horror, yeah. like a legendary like horror movie sure, or sure. whatever, right? And they talk about that that stab music. So it's cool that that like paid it forward to this movie in such a, yeah. a prominent way yeah and it's like i always think too it's so interesting whenever uh you look back on a movie like like we watched a little bit of scream last night again because we love it obviously and i was like scream was in 96 they're talking about you know 80s movies and stuff like they they talk mm-hmm. about nightmare on elm street whatever and like i'm like that was just 12 years before that like that was relatively so short just like this one like this came out in 76. Uh, I think Psycho was like 1960, 61, something like that. Like it's relatively close in that era. And so it's referencing that was like even a, a bigger t- cultural touchstone. And you can tell both of these have lasted decades, you know, in the cultural mind. So, um, yeah, it's interesting to, to hear those those influences and be like, we can still get it. But also it's like, yeah, they were they were closer to contemporaries to each other, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um... Let me see when when Psycho. Oh, I put in. I typed in Pecho, uh, which is like <laughs> you didn't find a it. Weird, Brent. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's sixty. The Just Watch app is like this idiot is trying to look for Pecho. That's not even a thing. It's not even a thing. Um, let's see, Psycho, nineteen sixty. Oh, I feel I feel validated and good about myself. Yes, That's good. Yeah, I, you nailed it. I did Great want job. to mention real quick some more of the cast in here. Uh, obviously, you mentioned Sissy Spacek. Um, her mm-hmm. mom is Piper Laurie. And her mom is also, I think she was nominated for this as well, um, for something, but she's so fucking creepy in this and older. She is, uh, one of the teachers in the faculty 
which I, oh, I really like cool. her in that one too. So that's pretty fun. Um, and then John Travolta, I told you last week, he he pops mm-hmm. up. He's pretty young in this, which is fun. Uh, he's a, a he's on. a fucking dick in this movie. That sounds familiar. Mm, yeah. Um, have you seen? A, oh, the you mean from the fanatic, the Fred Durst directed movie? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's on the new album. Oh, you gotta yeah, listen I know. for him. He he. Uh, yeah, he's it, a background voice. Uh huh. Oh, did you hear my my stomach was a background voice just now? Um, Nancy Allen is the main is John Travolta's girlfriend or uh, yeah girlfriend, and then she's like the main protagonist, the the one that calls her to, or tells her to eat shit, I think. Um, and she was you in, eat shit. <laughs> she's in so many '80s things. She's in RoboCop. She's in a ton of stuff mm-hmm. from that era, and um, she was in that documentary as well, the In Search of Darkness. And I never liked her in the 80s because she plays a bitch most of the time. And it it really did get my (laughs) psyche that she was probably that way. She's a lovely person. And she's also aged beautifully. She has like gray hair now in those documentaries. And she looks so pretty. And and really like hearing her talk about a lot of these movies, including this one, uh, she mentioned specifically she did not think her character was a bully. She thought she was just like a normal teenage girl. Like she also had like in her in her character study of like what she was doing in this role. She was like, well, clearly her life is not good either. Like she's been bullied by her parents or whatever. Like her home life is not great. So she takes it out. And I thought that was she such an interesting thing. Yeah. Watching this movie now with her, her actress, you know, version of what she was looking to do with that. And I was like, yeah. oh, no, she's a terrible bully in this movie. Like mm-hmm. teenage girls can be really mean, but you are like extremely mean in this um so she plays that role really well i like the movie mean girls a lot and this has you know just kind of reflecting back in time uh for this watch i was like oh man i see a lot of like shared dna between the two because but it's just like changed how that bullying happens over time you know yeah social media and whatnot but that's interesting um, a lot of that uh sentiment uh and um hive mind thinking Mm -hmm. uh reflects back poorly on on poor old Carrie in this movie. You know, it's funny too when you mentioned that because uh, one of the things I read about this last night was Roger Ebert's review of Carrie and he mentioned it works so well because the first, you know, two acts of the movie until the very, very end, they're basically just like a, a teenage drama, you know, like she's just yeah. living her life and all these kids are brats and whatever and blah, blah, blah. And then it's the horrific end that goes so over the top that kind of throws everything off and it's like that's what makes it kind of stand out and why it stood the test mm-hmm. of time over all these years. Uh, and it's like in my head, though, it'd be funny, like if Mean Girls was more of a parody of this and it's like just <laughs> funny the whole time. But if she still like went fucking berserk at the end out of nowhere yeah. and killed uh, the entire school or whatever, I would have been like, yeah, I don't know. That would have been kind of rad, too. As I was watching this movie, I was like, man, I wonder if the trailer for this movie, whenever it oh, like, yeah. come out, if they mentioned any of this stuff yeah, like, or if it was just like, it, huh? Yeah, I'd be like Cabin in the Woods. Yeah. Like, it, it just looked like a, a horror movie that took place in a Cabin in the Woods. Yeah. It's right there in the title. But then you go see it, and it's a totally different animal. Whereas, like, this, yeah, maybe you, you think you're going to see it, just yeah. like a fun, like, date night teen <laughs> right. rom-com. that <laughs> you get this? You know? Like, yeah. what the fuck? I specifically, yeah, I wonder if someone's done, like, a modern rom-com trailer of this. And mm-hmm. uh, if you could make that work in some way, you could, probably could with some of the footage and stuff. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and then uh, one last specific person i wanted to mention from the cast there's other people obviously but whatever um edie mcclung or mcclurg edie Uh mcclurg uh plays one of the teenage girls um you know who this is yeah everybody Uh it's like you recognize her but i never knew her name or whatever she's from ferris bueller's day off um 
Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, one of my favorite uh, growing up movies. Um, she's in tons of stuff from like the late 80s. And I love it because in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, which was made in 86, so it was like 10 years after this, um, she's she just looks like uh, a mom or a secretary. Like she has this look to her that she just fits those roles so well. And she looks like she was always like 45 years old. And in this yes. movie, it's no exception. She basically looks like a 45 year old teenager. And I'm not trying to like diss her yeah. in any way. It's just it was so weird to see her in a teen movie. We've seen her in so many movies, like so many up, movies, like, yeah, yeah, in this era, and like on like TV shows and stuff. Yeah. And she's always looked like that mom. So yeah, and yeah, her appearance hasn't changed. She she had same color hair, same glasses. general like hairstyle, yeah. thick ass glasses. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she looked one hundred percent like that. And to see her being one of the bullies to Carrie, yes, I was like. It really How is Carrie not stepping up like, I get all of you guys, but the fuck is your problem? I know you're not fucking making fun of my ass. Like, yeah. Yeah. Why don't you go parent someone? (laughs) Jesus fucking Christ. I was really, I forget that she's in this until I see it ever. And it's been a long time (laughs) since I've seen it. And so I was like, when she popped up, I was like, God, I love her so much. Uh, Uh She is, she just has this like fun voice. I don't know. I just, I love her. And she was in so many childhood movies. And to see her in Mm -hmm. this was just, it felt like, a different world i don't know like it felt like i don't know where this thing came from that she's a teenager in any universe but okay <laughs> yeah i know you know she was she was born 48 years <laughs> exactly. old exactly it seems like she would be like in this universe where she to survive uh that she would be the type of mom who would make their kids their sack lunch and then eat it in front of them <laughs> just to torture oh, them wow you know? yeah yeah exactly and that's just like a weird yeah weird weird thing for for her but i i really liked seeing her in this so um, you had mentioned the, the the one actress that's also in Halloween, and yeah. I I made a note here to to ask you this: like, was this movie like a direct influence on Halloween? Because there are certain things in there mm. that really reminded me of that. Oh, uh, Halloween was in '78, yeah, so two years right? after this. Okay. Yeah. So there's the the sidewalk shot uh-huh. uh, where it has that kid like riding his bike in between those trees and everything. Um, there's creepiness in a suburban setting, and then there's like the the butcher knife used as mm. the like main like killing tool yeah, toward the end points, of the movie yeah. as well. So I I wonder how much influence that had on John Carpenter, mm-hmm. or if it was just like coincidence. It it could simply just be that because I feel like John Carpenter. This was like if you watch these documentaries um it was very like run and gun type of yeah that's true thing but he could have know? been influenced um, by it for sure you know yeah yeah yeah, I mean, yeah. this, this i'd love to think back on that and think of like okay where were these movies in connection to each other because it obviously was a movie that was very popular and came out in a big horror movie in the 70s mm-hmm. and then he made that you know halloween just two years later i'm sure that he had seen this i'm sure it you know like any artist looks to other artists and kind of picks things out that they, you know, aesthetics they like or whatever, all kinds of things. They get inspired by it. So I don't know. do that. I don't, I only, I only, um, listen to my own stuff. Uh, that's, that's um, I only draw my own stuff. I have no influences and that's why, uh, I'm so well known, uh, to no one. Oh, that's true. Yeah. You, but you're really well known to yourself. Yeah, I guess you're big and Brent. I guess I'm just like my own biggest fan, also my own biggest critic. Uh-huh. But sometimes I'm just like, you gotta ease up on yourself, buddy. You can't be so hard on yourself. What would all of your non-fan think? Yeah, that's true. You don't want to uh-huh. let them down. You know, aside from having a setting be a character in a movie, <laughs> uh, people saying, I don't really listen to anyone else's stuff or view anyone else's stuff because um, I just want to be up my own ass about everything. Uh-huh. I hate it so much. Yeah. I hate it so much. Just because you're influenced by someone doesn't mean you have to rip them off. You can 
put it in your brain and maybe break it down and be like, Remix oh, I like it. this aspect of yeah. Yep. Yeah. Everybody's inspired That's all by humanity something. Is, yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. There's no original art. I don't talk in English. I have my own language. I develop plip plorp. Plip plorp. Yeah. Oh, see, it's catching on already. <laughs> I'm an influencer. <laughs> Can we make that the title? Is that is that weird? That plip plorp. I hate to spell that. We'll figure it yeah. out. <laughs> Live on the show. <laughs> um all right so i wrote a f- only a few notes down because there was some weird shit in here that i wanted to mention um let's see only took a minute to get to bush uh man those girls are mean throwing tampons at her the the gym teacher uh smacking carrie she smacks a lot of fucking kids in this movie uh the 70s were a different time she's also smoking cigarettes in the principal's office yeah um, there's just walking around him yeah like walking around him just smoking and i was like man schools are different now uh uh-huh. that was pretty wild to see and i i honestly was like i think this was real like uh, this didn't feel like movie land this felt like a 70s high school uh yes there's yeah. fucking smacking kids and smoking cigarettes you know there are so many people that slap young women yes. in this movie i'm like what? travolta brian de palma has like some weird proclivity i want weird yeah, yeah it's kind of what's he got going on yeah. you know how does he handle household situations? Yeah. Uh, spoilers, I think I could tell yeah. you. <laughs> Man, when uh, Travolta real quick, like, just slaps his girlfriend, uh, Nancy Allen, uh-huh. like, just like a little quick backhand because she calls him a piece of shit or whatever. And mm. then later on, he slaps her harder. And each time she'll, like, turn around and be like, oh, baby. Yeah. And I'm like, it made me so uncomfortable to see this teenage mm. girl learn these bad things and, like, stay with her abusive boyfriend. Like, that alone was like, ugh. That was like worse than a lot of things in this movie. I am in such a in a wildly different relationship that I cannot imagine right. that ever happening yeah, yeah, yeah. in any way, shape, or form. And then she like uh, she starts chugging his D, yes. and you can see the actress like her head bobbing up and down. Um, but like the dialogue has been ADR'd yeah. to where she says his name over and over. It's like there's no way she could say his name that many times with that head motion yeah. and him be. Like the look of satisfaction on his face. Yeah, it, 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 these these things are are, are disparate. But um, yeah. yeah, if anything, it like, would have been like, bleh, bleh. yeah, like yeah. It, <laughs> she said it like perfectly. Yeah, like there's nothing and, in her uh, mouth, but there's something in her mouth. She yeah. she ends it with I hate Carrie White, and it's like, <laughs> well, how did huh? It was like Can right you focus as it came. on the task. She's like, I yeah. hate Carrie White. He's like, oh, yeah. what? Yeah. yeah. It was a really weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I heard you say white. I thought you were trying to make a withdrawal. I don't know. Yeah, it was weird to see uh, the gem teacher and, and John Travolta and just mm-hmm. everybody be like really mean in this. Um, there, I wanted strange. to ask you, there's a there's a scene later in the movie where um, uh, the the girl who's dating like the guy who asks Carrie out uh-huh. to prom. She's having dinner with her family and her her dad is sitting at the dinner table as her, her and her, uh, her her two parents and her sister, and her, uh, right? Sister or brother, yeah, some sibling uh-huh. are eating dinner together. The dad is in full suit and tie. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? Oh like, yeah, I, I wear yeah. a tie to work, but I'm like, by the time I get home, I'm like, I'm taking off this fucking costume. I'm not trying to. Yeah. But plus, like a full jacket as well. No, no. He's like, no. <laughs> there's a dress code for the dinner table at their fucking house. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like, mm-hmm. I don't know if we talked about that before, uh, Amanda and I have discussed that uh, about, like, the older generations 
seem to wear their the work clothes like all day like amanda's parents like her dad will come home from work he doesn't wear a tie he wears like polos but they're like tucked in mm. and he's wearing you know like slacks and stuff and like he'll sure. wear that the rest like until they go to bed like that's what he's wearing and we mm-hmm. come home and immediately put on like shorts and like sweatpants and like whatever you mm-hmm. know uh anything comfortable but um I, I can't even imagine coming home and staying in a full fucking suit Ugh. yeah i know i take a tie off as like- soon as i can every time i have to wear one yeah they're awful unless you like really love your job i feel like most people yeah. it's part of like the washing away yes. the work day type of mindset totally. you know where you're just like oh, okay i gotta this is part of my disconnect yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like the ride home <clears throat> and then changing your clothes is how you uh free yourself from the the burdens of your work day. yeah but he didn't yeah that's interesting yeah uh speaking yeah. of parents that just made brief scenes my favorite line of the entire movie, I think, is next time I see you, we're going to cheers to this. Uh, the crazy Carrie's crazy mom comes to a neighbor's house and is trying to tell her about God. And the lady just tries to give her cash to get her out of the house. But <laughs> Carrie's mom said, these are godless times. And she says, I'll drink to that and pulls up her fucking whiskey. <laughs> and I was like, that was my favorite line of this whole movie. I loved it. I love that mom <laughs> sitting on the couch. She was also dressed to the nine, yeah. just sitting there casually watching TV with a drink in her hand. At like, like 3 30 in the afternoon. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, man, I, I like this lady's whole vibe. Yeah. Let's let's get more of her story. And like, she's so she's into like, limited. these are godless times. I'll drink to that. And then she's like, oh, yeah. I'm talking to the crazy Bible lady. Like, <laughs> <laughs> great. She goes to high fiber and yeah, right. just like freezes there <laughs> until she leaves. Um, so Carrie's mom <laughs> is, like you said, she's deeply religious oh yeah and it you have shots of the interior of their home and everything and there's one thing that stood out to me mm. which is the cat eyes jesus yes! I read statue that too. glowing eyes I'm like <laughs> and i saw it at the beginning of the movie uh-huh. and i was like oh boy that's weird and then it, they bring it back at the end of the oh, movie it's all over that and bitch, there's a yeah. zoom in on it i'm like well they're begging me to make this a note yeah. on the podcast <laughs> it's so, so weird I did. it's weird like why would you do that yeah. like you have to have light up eyes. Yeah. Why? Okay. I love that they but have to have that thing by an outlet. That's what I was thinking about yeah. the whole time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to light up Jesus's eyes. Very important. We can't just have it as a statue. No. Oh, it's no. It's light up. You got to change the light bulb in this fucking yeah, thing. Yeah. Like there's light bulbs know? in that thing, man. So weird. Yeah. You got to uh, pop the uh, the light bulb out from uh, the bottom of the uh, the lowercase t and uh, put a new one <laughs> right. in every yeah, once in a like while. Yeah. There's like a slot in the back. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> Man, yeah, that was wild. Mm-hmm. That's uh, one of my notes too. Um, yeah, I love cat eyes, Jesus. It was, it was insane to insane. look at. It. Like, is there some different subtext, yeah. or is this just like this is the best we could do with the budget we had? Did you know this is where we're at? One of the things with this movie that I was uh, curious for you to watch in particular is because you and I are not really religious, and you know we talk about that on the show sometimes. And um, so, religion and and unto itself in horror movies, I feel like can be so. You know, you can use that in such a, a a way in horror movies that I find really attractive to me because I'm not into it, right? So I don't find things like sacrilegious. So like making fun of things like in The Omen and making fun of the Antichrist or, or preachers or whatever. I'm like, whatever. And this movie in particular, like the, the crazy religious mom aspect is like a, a creepy trope for me, but also like, you know, one that doesn't offend me and I, I kind of like to watch it. So I wondered for you too, did you know that that was an aspect of this movie that it's like a religious thing. And what did you think about her mom? Cause she's, she's fucking creepy to me. No, I didn't know that. Honestly, I didn't know what the story of this movie was. I knew the prom scene was going to be a thing. I, gotcha. uh, 
it wasn't until they got to the scene with the uh, where they go to kill the pig where it's like, oh, that's right, that's pig's blood that like falls oh, yeah, on yeah, her. Yeah. I couldn't. I knew that she was like covered in blood, but uh, my thought process was not like, oh yeah, she gets covered in pig's blood at a certain point. I thought maybe there was like some type of slaughter there at the prom and she gets covered with other people's blood or whatever. But it jogged my memory at that point. Gotcha, so yeah. Beyond that, n- no story aspects of this at all. And honestly, like when it got to the prom scene and that happens, and then the movie continues, I was like, oh yeah, there's like probably other stuff that happens yeah, after right? this. Like I, it did not even occur to me. But um, yeah, the the religiosity of uh-huh. the movie was uh, something that was a surprise to me. But uh, like you said, it's a, a horror trope. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that. Uh, you see routinely throughout different horror movies and whatnot. Um, matter of fact, that they're like uh, religion plays a little bit of a uh, uh, part in the newest Paranormal Activity movie uh-huh. as gotcha. well. So, um, yeah, and also like honestly, I'm not even scared of a lowercase t. You throw that at me all day. I'm just like, it doesn't it does not affect me. I'm like, okay, yeah, here we go again. You've never been scared you know? of those. That's just, yeah. yeah, that's kind of cool about you. Um, yeah. Yeah, I uh, and again mm-hmm. that the the lowercase t comes in because people kept calling him Chris. It's like no, there's a t at the end, <laughs> and people would like throw it at him. Yeah, that makes sense actually. I mean, yeah. to be all honesty, it's about not Chris. It. It's Christ. Yeah. Oh my God. Jeezy crazy man. Jeezy crazy. Yeah. I want to apologize if uh, my microphone is picking up all of my tummy grumbles. Uh, apparently, it is hungry and it is lunchtime and it is telling me mm-hmm. it is time. But I want to keep talking about this movie, and I'm just really worried that I won't be able to edit all of them out. So. No, that's okay. Just want to you throw acknowledge it, out it there. And, and therefore you do not have to exactly. edit. Exactly. My stomach is doing the same thing. I haven't eaten since lunchtime yesterday. So man, going on uh, twenty four hours. Damn, you've been fasting? Not on purpose. Uh, I've mainly been furious, and but uh, I guess so. I guess you could say that. I feel like fasting and furiousing would be like I don't eat, but I jerk off all day. I just see how much mm-hmm. I can deplete my body of like you know nutrients. Have you ever seen the porn parody uh, Fist and Furious? I not yet, but I want to. Okay, I live my. Life. I don't know if it exists, but we need to make it. So I live my life. To Oklahoma again. A quarter of a wrist at a time. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. You get it. You get it. Yeah, um, I loved it. Uh, one of my last notes I had on here um, is that uh, this is kind of fun because when I was looking up this movie and when it was first released, this episode that we are are putting out there comes out on November 2nd, 2021. And this movie is from 1976, so it is having its 40th, for, I mean 45th anniversary. Is that right? Am I doing that math right? Uh, you are talking to the wrong person. I'm going to look that up um, to make sure, but I think that's right. Um, and... It came out on November 3rd of that year, so it's even what? more a uh, an anniversary. We're just missing it by one day, uh, but that's pretty fun, I think, um, you know, that we can we can do this, so. It is 45 years. There you go. I was trying to get my calculator yeah. app up. It would not work. I did not trust my, my head math there. Um, so I had that one, and then at the dance sequence, the... Uh, uh, is his name Tommy? The, the main guy that, like, takes her to the prom... Um, that dude is smoking hot to me for some reason. The, the curly blonde hair, he just has these like, like gorgeous eyes. There's just something about him. I thought was so charming in this movie. And, uh, it was such a shame because he really wasn't being a part of the bad stuff at all. Uh, he was just kind of trying to take her and be nice to her. Really? You know, I was confused by that. I think maybe as I was taking notes, I'd missed some of the dialogue. Mm. So I thought everyone else in the movie, all the other teenagers, Mm -hmm 
were in on the bit to dunk her in blood. Gotcha. But like clearly that was not the case. Not him. Yeah. And his girlfriend, I think they, cause there's a scene where Nancy Allen, the main, the main bully that does the, the blood stuff, um, mm-hmm. is the one that's like fighting back against the gym teacher. And it's like, I'm not doing all this detention bullshit. And then the teacher like fucking slaps her and pushes her and all that shit. And, you know, and the other girl, the curly haired girl that has the curly haired boyfriend, the blonde curly haired boyfriend, um, her name is Sue Snell in the movie. um, She tells her to like shut up in that scene. So I think that's the scene where she kind of turns on her and realizes like they shouldn't be really be making fun of Carrie. And I think that it's genuine that she's just trying to help her out and like have her boyfriend take her and stuff. And then he genuinely to me seemed to be you know interested in her conversation like once people actually talked to her she wasn't so fucking weird Mm -hmm. and she was turning against her religious mom and nobody really knew that and stuff uh it was carrie you know and i think all that was genuine and then the other people had this thing fucking planned you know to to embarrass carrie and stuff so yeah i felt bad for for him and and for the for sue um you know for being kind of rooped into that but not actually being a part of it but is Sue the the girlfriend yeah. of the blonde guy? Yeah, so she's the one that like so, lives at the at the end, yeah. Okay. So when she was like peeking around the corner and she like felt the rope and yeah. it, and looked up, I thought she was looking at it because she was like trying to pull that rope oh. down. <laughs> and I was like yeah. and she looked at it and and then I She's you trying know, to trace it back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I going? pieced together that she saw uh that the the mean girl was like trying to like yeah. dump the blood and everything trying to stop it actually but um, yeah and then the gym teacher yeah. sees her and thinks she's also pulling that rope too and like takes her out and throws her out of the gym right before all the mm-hmm. shit goes down but yeah i think that she really wasn't a part of it at all um yeah she was just trying that but uh my note was that there's a scene where tommy and carrie are on the dance floor finally he gets her to dance and uh they're out there talking and stuff and the scene is is them spinning dancing and it's like 25 minutes long it i got so fucking dizzy and the long once i noticed it it's like all i could pay attention to and it was so long and they just keep spinning and spinning and like the like background is spinning around with like all this like tinsel and like bright stuff like sparkly stuff Mm -hmm. whatever like and i was like once i noticed it i was like man this is really going along it's like one shot it's like it just keeps going and like Mm. I swear it's not really 25 minutes long, but it's like if it's five minutes long, I noticed at like 30 seconds and I lived the rest of it as if it was my entire <laughs> lifetime. It felt yeah. so jarring to me. And it was one of the weird quirks of the uh, the way this movie was shot that uh, I don't know if it was trying to put you off kilter or whatever. It seemed like it was just like mm-hmm. they're just like talking. And it's like a normal scene. Uh, I actually weird, man. I actually looked up some information about that scene after this. Mm-hmm. And it turns out this movie was sponsored by drama mean oh wow like, really that's how they're gonna get you yeah that makes sense they like hand it out yeah. the theaters when you'd go like, yeah like the bar as, as you like walk out you're like oh god i feel i feel so gross yeah that one like, night well, i would like to introduce you to <laughs> drama mean and now i know wa- you just watched a drama movie and it was mean but this is is a is a different drama thing. mean girls yeah <laughs> I'm gonna write that yeah, down right. as well. Yeah, right. case, yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. It just really threw me off. Um, and uh, but yeah, so a lot of the movie, you know, is just kind of this this drama. You're just basically watching these these bitches be mean to Carrie. I felt for her the whole time, and then um, I really like, you know, the the ending is really where it goes bonkers, and I like how bonkers it really goes because it's it's bloody. It's like everything's on fire. 
Um, she's been learning about her abilities for telekinesis throughout the movie with books in the library. And she's like turned on her mom and locked her in the closet or whatever, and gone to prom. And then everything's going well for her until the blood. And um, man, it's really it's really gross. The the whole the also the pigs the killing the pig scene is pretty disgusting uh, with like a sledgehammer. Uh, Travolta does that. That really yeah. made me see him differently in Greece. I'll tell you that much. Uh, it's like tell me more, tell me more. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, really creepy. Can, can we talk about? Mm-hmm. Can we talk about Travolta real quick? Let's do like, it. I don't know if it was his choice or what, but his accent was totally different than everyone else's. <laughs> they were like, they just let him go off with this like Southern accent that uh-huh. he, I don't know if he decided he could do this. No one stopped him from doing it. And it's just like, <laughs> it's wild. Like there's a certain point in this movie where he, he tells like, actually it's in that scene you're talking uh-huh. about where they're going to kill that pig. And he's talking to like, that um that dude that like throws him a beer oh yeah yeah like in the car as they're driving in their cars and uh he's like go on get her done get her done I, that I'm was like, so did this weird movie spawn larry the yeah. capable guy is that where this came from i thought that was so weird i did not realize that that phrase was that old i don't know where else it came from i don't know if that was just travolta being travolta yeah super weird yeah. when that showed up yeah especially being from oklahoma and, a, and Larry the Cable Guy when he came out like that was such a big thing I don't know about everywhere else I, it seemed like that kind of took everywhere by storm but in Oklahoma people took that seriously that was like a hero and that phrase was something on hats and t-shirts and I'm like Travolta did this way back in Carrie man at a certain point like a young uh, Daniel Whitney was watching this he was like get her done I think I can turn that into a thing and I can probably do a better <laughs> yeah. southern accent Yeah, maybe I'll make that my whole shtick and I'll be Maybe very rich from do. it. Yeah. Be very rich from it. Yeah. And I'll play this character playing a character as a voice in a movie called, I don't know, Cars maybe? I mm-hmm. guess. Mm-hmm. And he's good at that one. I, I, I really think he's a good mater. Toe mater. <laughs> okay, we get it. All right. Um, but yeah, so the, the ending scene though, uh, as bonkers as you expected it to be? More? What'd you, what'd you think of that? <sighs> Like the the prom scene? Yeah, just how it all goes to shit. Do you like how well, that went down? They they really like ratchet up the drama once they show us the paint bucket filled with blood. Mm-hmm. Like I like the the crane shot that kind of like follows up there and then it holds on it. And when the guy gets up there to announce the prom king and queen, uh, and they say uh, Carrie White mm-hmm. and whatever boyfriend Billy or whatever. Uh, whenever they like show it. They just then take the camera and move it over to the table they're sitting at. Mm-hmm. So I like the the planning that went with that. Um, when they were walking up to the the stage and uh, <laughs> the fanatics, John Travolta and and uh, the main mean girl are under the stairs, just like peeking through the the steps mm-hmm. or whatever. That's funny to me. <laughs> um, and then like when the, yeah. the blood comes down, it's like it's it's gross. Like a on a, a level as a viewer of the movie, mm-hmm. but also the entire time she has this red like syrup on her. I'm like, I bet this was fucking gross. I bet oh, she had God, like yeah. stickiness all over her and I do not like it. I do not like to be sticky. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. And she probably had to live with this over the course of like several days, if not weeks as they were like shooting this part of it's the movie. It's a long you know? scene. It must've taken forever to shoot that. Yeah. And every day she has to like in the scream documentary, they were talking about the the finale for Scream. They're so bloody, and they did it for like months. And they yeah. were like, they would walk in on set, and they would just squirt them with blood, and they'd start the scene. 
every day and i'm like gotta be awful and like this she's like Mm -hmm. covered in it like literally from head to toe uh that'd be awful when she when she goes home she like takes a bath yeah and i mean like sits in still water and like rinses off i'm like no man you just take a shower and let that shit just like wash off of you you don't just like sit and soak in it further yeah yeah yeah. that really grosses me yucky yeah it's gross i don't like it so the ending was yucky Uh, Mm -hmm. and yeah it's a it's official by a vote of one to one <laughs> this ending was yucky um let's see uh there's some other things i want to talk yeah. about uh before we get to the the very end of the movie um which is like some of the the shots with the the foreground and background both being in focus uh-huh. was very interesting to look at split diopter shots what that's called oh mm-hmm. split diopter uh-huh. that's two oh. two parts to a lens so you can like one goes out of focus uh, you can like focus something in the foreground and the background at the same time so the lens is like split and then you can focus on two things something like that yeah it's really fucked up but they're cool it's kind of yeah it's like spit roasting and porn yeah yeah like you got one in the front one in the back Mm -hmm. totally makes sense yeah um i i noticed it the first time in the classroom scene where it has um billy Mm -hmm. is that his actual name yeah i gotta look that up make sure uh tommy Well, okay, John Travolta's Billy. Okay. And then the, the curly-haired right. blonde guy is Tommy. Tommy, yeah. okay. So when, when Tommy is in focus, in close-up, and then Carrie's in focus in the background, mm-hmm. um, I no- noticed that, and it has kind of like a blurry middle ground. Yes. I was like, oh, this is visually interesting to look at. I love like those shots, There's, there's yeah. some, something about it. But then in a later scene where the coach is punishing the girls and it has her in focus in the foreground, like the back of her head, and then the the kids in the background like doing the jumping jacks or whatever, I could see like the, the split in the middle of the screen, like mm. vertically this time, where like it was two cameras with like the, the middle part of the scene being... Or the, the middle part of the uh, screen mm-hmm. being where the, the the frames were like merged together oh, or something. Yeah. Because the, the background was like slightly higher than the background oh, on. Oh, interesting. Like the right side was higher than the left yeah, side yeah, of the yeah, screen, yeah. I guess. Because that's the, the only way you could see it. I think you could do that. You could take like two shots and then cut them so they fit together in, that, in the frame yeah. you're doing. Mm-hmm. And so they could be like two completely like shot different way, you know, different days or even whatever and put them together. Um, yeah. Some of them for sure are, this is kind of looks like it's like uh, the lens has like a stair step down sort of, and there's like a middle partition to it. So it's like they, when you put it on the camera, you can like, fo- it, you know, I think you focus it and then people have to be like a certain distance from the actual lens itself. And the background mm-hmm. has to be a certain thing. So they're in focus. And then, uh, yeah, it's kind of cool. There's a guy I follow online named vashi um i think he's from the uh czech or something like that he's an editor but um he he one of his things that he posts all the time is just split diopter shots that that he finds in movies mm-hmm. and they're always fascinating to me and this one uses it a lot you know they uh call this hand gesture uh where it's two in the pink one in the stink <laughs> uh the shocker yeah and that's when you have two in the pink. Now, if you have just one in the pink and one in the uh-huh. stink, that's a split diopter. Oh, interesting. That's where I had heard that term before. That's yeah. Right. Okay, you've searched that before. Yeah. On uh, Pornhub. And people are like, that's a, a real mouthful. And I already have my mouthful, <laughs> wink, if you catch my drift. So how about we just call it the shocker and just move on with our lives, you know? I can I can spare an extra digit. You know, I do like to watch high-quality porn, though. And uh, if they have a split mm-hmm. diopter shot in there, you know, like, they put some effort in. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. porn in the foreground, there's porn in the background keeping them both in yeah. focus for you that's nice it's nice to have they're like hey 
Is this one a lock, Chief? It's like, oh, God damn it. I just had a, an idea for a shot in my head. <sighs> I really want those right. those feet in the background to be in focus, but I, I want this boob in the foreground to be in focus as well. Could we do both of those? <sighs> Look, Chet, I know we just put up the tarp, <laughs> but... Bring it back out. Hose it off, bring, bring it back, back out. How much is it to keep the couch rental for an extra six hours? Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Did you have any other notes specifically? Do I have notes, Stephen? <laughs> of course, I have notes. Um, so I like that. I like that the coach stood up for Carrie and punished the uh, the dickhead girls. Oh, yeah, that was fun. Um, I'm like that she had somebody in her corner. I don't feel like we always see that. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually it's just like uh, a, a parental figure steps in to chastise them once and then it's just like not really seen again but the coach was seen throughout the movie yep. and i like that she was standing up for her um when john travolta uh billy was in the car with his girlfriend mm-hmm. and <laughs> she they're they're like arguing back and forth and um i, I believe this is is this before the slap? I can't remember. There's a lot of slaps. There were. They, they're all like, if there's one slap, I can tell you like at what point it happened. There, it was a lot. It was a lot of slaps. Mm-hmm. Um, but she tells him to keep his eyes on the road because he's like starting to veer. And then like you see his hand just like on the steering wheel, just like gently. So there's like a tire screeching in the background, mm-hmm. and you hear somebody yell "dumb punk," but there's no like there was no correction. Oh yeah. Like, if you watched it visually, it looks like he just, like, simply put his other hand on the steering <laughs> yeah. wheel. Like, there's no... He didn't really, like, turn the wheel. There's no, like, jerking maneuver. There's nothing outside the car to see the car has, like, corrected itself. It's just, like, more ADR stuff. It's, it's like, more well, ADR, yeah, yeah, yeah. 70s yeah, lived up. They had a, <laughs> You had to do what you had to do to get a movie out, I suppose. Could you imagine if the Fast um, and Furious movies were shot that way? They were just like, hey, punk! And they're like... <laughs> Like they, just imagine we're going fast, you know, there's <laughs> two cars just driving perfectly parallel to each yeah. other the whole time. Um, and, and speaking of Travolta, the the I believe it might be the later scene where they like finally get to where they're going and they park and he and his girlfriend are arguing back and forth. And equally as off putting as his accent is, his, the way his girlfriend starts licking his fingers oh yeah it is so disturbing it's like not even sexual it's just like there's no there's no like candy that center that you're going to get to on or is the inside there? of this finger and then it's just like she's kind of like just touching it to her teeth yeah I'm like this is what are either <laughs> you, of you don't getting like to feel teeth this? i just love to uh-uh. just feel teeth it just really gets me in the mood <laughs> there's there's something about teeth um mm. related to anything sexual not uh, for you not for me. Gotcha. Uh, mm, yeah, we don't need to get into that. But like, uh, there's a movie called Teeth uh-huh. with vagina dentata uh, that's just absolutely horrifying to me. Yeah. Would not want. Do not like. Throws you off enough that even watching a classic Carrie scene where someone's rubbing teeth, it's just like, that's just too much. Mm-hmm. It's too yeah. close. Like, I think one of the scariest things to me, or one of the most disturbing things to me, would be like if you had a, a scene in a movie where... Uh, a couple were going to like, you know, start getting intimate and they get together and they just like bare their teeth as if they were like two chimpanzees trying to like threaten oh, each other, yeah. bare their teeth and just like rub their like their teeth yeah. together. Ugh. Just like we're like mm. that, like clicking noise or just like, yeah. oh, no. <laughs> it would, yeah, that's your foreplay. Yuck. Yeah. Gross. That's pretty gross. 
Um, let's see what else. Uh, I talked about the the slapping, the get her done. Um, okay, here we go. <laughs> Steven, there's a scene in this movie where the the fellas are going to get their prom tuxes, and it seems like a kind of a fun 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 improvisational scene between these actors where oh. <laughs> talking about the, the ruffles and everything. Yeah. What a weird and like scene. Their, their tall friend is like, oh, I, don't, I don't know if I want to get, he, he reminds me of like Dan Leppert from this oh, yeah, nice. activity movie. He's like, I don't want to get a tuxedo. Like, or I I don't want, want, yeah. yeah. And they're going through it. They're having this conversation. The filmmaker has chosen to put this scene in the movie. Yeah. Uh, to my knowledge, no gun was put to his head. However, there's a part of the scene that gets sped up for no reason. <laughs> it gets sped up. And it's not like it's like cut to like a different <laughs> shot like you would in a regular movie. The camera's in the same spot as like the uh, Tommy is trying on his tux. And then like the second guy tries on a tux and they're talking about that. During that scene, it gets sped up to where like the dialogue is sped up to where it's, it's like you can't understand what yeah, they're yeah, saying. Yeah. It's like sped up and pitched up and then like it slows back down so they can finish the conversation. You don't have to do that. You didn't have to put that in the movie. <laughs> so we weird. didn't tell you to put it in the movie. Why are you doing this to us, Brian De Palma? It's weird. And what did that? They saved you seven seconds of the scene. What? Why? Yeah, it's like it's they, so weird. they couldn't cut it out, but they you don't actually hear them. It doesn't mean anything. It's just that like you would need to see this interaction real quick and they just move on. And it's so weird. Yeah, yeah. it feels like a glitch. Like it feels it like I, the the I thought oh no shutter skipping yeah. again I didn't have the three second skip protection on this shutter movie it was weird yeah that was a weird there was a lot of weird choices in this I don't know like overall I liked the movie but there were a lot of weird things that I didn't re- even remember that before you know even though the whole thing is like a weird like you don't see any of the girls go to get prom dresses which is generally what that scene would be like you I don't know for better or worse, like the, 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 the girls would like the fashion or whatever, but it's like the scene where the guys go get dressed together. And like, there's like music behind it. It's like a whole montage thing. And like the sped, it's all very weird. Like, why, why is this here? I thought surely there's a scene where Carrie is going to get a dress. Like she's the, she's the oddball out in the school. Right. So like that would be something that would mean something because it's like, Oh, this, this girl that is, is barely seen and, and people have disdain for she's coming to get a prom dress somebody's asked her to prom like there's a lot of uh, a, a lot of rope on that yeah. that uh that that scene that could be i don't know what's a metaphor for this I don't know. why did i say rope <laughs> a lot of meat on that bone i think is what i was trying to get, go. go after um, but yeah. mm-hmm. a lot of buckets of blood at the end of that rope oh is god that, too soon oh, oh my bad she just died she just died oh, last man, night so sorry. she just died last <laughs> night for, for me. i uh yeah, and especially because this movie's not too long, and I felt like overall it, it went at a good... Like, it ends so fast and strong that I kind of forget how slow it kind of takes to get there or whatever, but it's like 98 minutes, and that's like an entire scene you could have cut out with those dudes, like, and it would have changed anything. I don't know if he was trying yeah. to uh, interject some, like, levity in there for some reason, but it, it didn't do anything. You don't get any info about those characters. It's not like I needed an explanation of why a guy is wearing a tuxedo t-shirt instead of a real tuxedo. I get the joke if he's wearing that at a prom. Mm-hmm. We all get that. We've seen that before. No big deal. You know, you don't explain Who are these it. other two guys? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I knew Tommy. I don't know these other yeah. guys. I think maybe one of them was in an earlier scene, but I'm like, who cares? okay, he, I don't know who these guys yeah. are. I Evidently, they're his friends. I don't know that I need to know yeah, them. yeah. yeah. 
I can assume that he's just going to have a tux when he shows up to pick her up for prom. Why is this scene in this yeah, movie? Yeah, yeah, weird. I'm, I'm with you. That said, it, it was fun to like see them interact. <laughs> that said, it's my I favorite it was, scene. I thought it was, it's, it's my favorite scene, and I'm glad it's in there, and I love all the choices that were made. Um, so going back to the, the prom scene itself, uh-huh. you know, once she is covering the, the corn syrup, uh, I think that the evil version of Carrie looks so much like Elizabeth Olsen to me. Oh, good like, call. I don't know if it's just like at the, the, red. the angle of the camera. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's, there's the red, but yeah. like... Uh, her her eyes plus like the the angle they shot of her like nose it just looked very totally. reminiscent of a uh, uh, Elizabeth Olsen uh, which honestly does it for me so this is yeah it kind of works th- that was cool that was that's pretty cool <laughs> I, I like that I like that one yeah I, I, I totally agree with that yeah. yeah she does look like that mm-hmm. um so two two more okay. notes um the lead uh, or the main lead mean girl mm-hmm. right the one that dumped the blood. She, <laughs> I realize that we're in like a movie at this point, but also in the reality, they're all teenage kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand she's a bully, but at the end of the movie, she's willing to straight up commit murder oh, yeah. and run Carrie over with her a car. Like she, she see, I don't even think she like was around for all of that. Oh, they saw like, through the window. Once, they saw Carrie oh, doing all that okay. shit. Yeah, yeah. So I think she's like, I actually took that as like, I have to kill Carrie because she's going to oh, destroy the town. Okay. She just killed all my friends. I think yeah. maybe I was like taking notes about the Elizabeth Olsen thing <laughs> and I was like really up in my head for a you little bit. You start to look up just, Elizabeth Olsen pics. I mean, she's living up there rent free, yeah, you know, totally. it's just like, you know, I gotta, gotta do something. Yeah, that makes time. sense. Okay. But I do well, love that car that makes... crash that she like, <laughs> it's pretty fucking yeah. great that she like really <laughs> blows them the fuck up. We're, I mean, like, there's that shot of them, like, out, like, the camera's outside of the car. We're looking into the cab of the car, and the screen just, like, takes that and just, like, perfectly, oh, like, yeah. takes that perfect <laughs> rectangle and just, like, rotates yeah. it on its axis. I was like, oh, okay. All right. Super scary, Brian DePaulman. Oh, boy. But then the car, yeah, the actual one that blows up, though, is, like, pretty rad. And then it blows, like, it looks so mundane and yeah. silly to yeah. see that, like, actual frame of footage, like, rotate on its axis. And then the car blows up so hard twice. Yeah. Like, it just, like, gets fucked up. There's n- literally no way anyone could have survived that explosion. Yeah, it's pretty awesome that way. Mm-hmm. And yeah. her, uh, is it then that she goes home? Yeah, she goes home and she's like, Mama, uh-huh. they all laughed at me like you said you would. Like they said, you said they would. Yeah. And uh, yeah. her mom, you know, tries to to stab or does stab her, I guess. Um, well, briefly, I guess. Real quick, like, yeah. she, like, goes up. She yells for her mom, can't find her. She goes upstairs. Her mom is hiding halfway behind the door. <laughs> Seems very easy to see. I saw it immediately. <laughs> Carrie, look, she's been through a lot. Yeah, She yeah. had a lot to go on with her prom. There was, there were a couple of things that happened. I'll tell you about it over dinner. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll order some fucking little Caesars. Oh, yeah. And uh, we'll talk about it. But her a mom is just standing wow. there. Carrie's hot and yeah. ready. Uh, right? Mm-hmm. Sponsorship. Yep. <laughs> Look, we're going to take some Dramamine. We're going to use in Little Caesars. We'll be fine. But her mom is standing behind the door still after Carrie takes us. What I can only imagine is like a three-hour bath oh, yeah. to, to rinse all that like syrup off. Her mom standing halfway behind the door still whenever she comes out. And yeah, they, they hug it out. And then she finally gets the knife and, and I guess stabs Carrie mm-hmm. and lets her fall down the stairs at that point. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty brutal, yeah. But yeah. then she gets back at her uh, mom, so. 
Yeah. Um, She's like, stab me. I'll fucking stab yeah, you. A lot of times. And then it mirrors mm-hmm. the glowing eyes. Jesus. All the different stabs in him. Glowing eye. Kitty cat eyes. Jesus. Great. Back at it yeah. again. Yeah. And it's pretty creepy. I like I like how it all ends. It's basically just so di- I, I keep saying dire. It, it's so like um, bad, I guess. It's like there's no real goodness that comes out of this movie. The entire everybody that went to prom, at least the entire high school is pretty much dead. Most of the teachers and principal are dead. Uh, Carrie and her mom are dead. And it's just like this one girl survives, you know, and it's pretty wild uh, that it all ends so bleak, you know. Well, or does it? Or does it? Or is there more to the story? I thought like once the house implodes for some reason, Mm -hmm. I guess it's just filled with evil. And it's like, well, we did that. Moving on. It's like the house in Poltergeist. Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of implodes on itself. I figure Carrie's just losing control and she's like pulling in walls and ceilings on its on herself. Is it her? That's the way or I, I thought. Like there's, oh, okay. I thought there was like some evil presence because it sounded like uh, stomping. It, oh, honestly, this could be because I just <laughs> immediately before this watched Paranormal Activity oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. next of kin, and there's like stomping around. I thought there was like some evil spirit that was oh, in the okay. house, and they were trying to keep it at bay with all the well Jesus decorations. I took it as yeah, she. It was kind of her powers gone haywire. Much like they did at the school, but she had a little more control over that. She could get out and stuff. And now she was like, now my mom, like everybody turned on me. My mom was right. She kind of went back to her mom and then her mom stabbed her. And she was like, fuck all of this. Like, I just want out. And then that's the way I took it. It's like she like implodes the house on herself and just like kills herself that way, essentially. Hmm. So interesting. I don't know. Um, and then I thought the movie ended there. But then there's another scene. Yes. A Freddy Krueger oh, scene. Oh, goodness. That's yes. the way I took it. Um, where, uh, yeah, I mean, like, you know, like you said, look, people have probably watched the movie. I don't need to relitigate this. <laughs> yeah. There's a scene where, uh, the, the one girl is, yep. uh, I guess recuperating and it took me by surprise because it re- reminded me of both Freddy Krueger and Jason. Oh Voorhees yeah, totally. Because of the like kind of coming out of nowhere to like, uh, grab her. And it reminded me of, uh, the Friday the 13th where like, Jason jumps out of the the water yeah, to to grab the that girl, one, yeah, yeah. but but also like primarily from uh, Jason goes to hell, like the very oh, end okay. where like Freddy's hand comes out and grabs Jason's mask totally. and pulls that down, and then um, just like you know being in the dreamscape and getting grabbed mm-hmm. and it reflecting in real life, you know. Um, I thought it was like, damn, they did like this is like this reminds me of eight different things, yeah, <laughs> just in this little part of this movie. I did not even know this was here, and it was like. It was cool. I like that. Yeah. That, that, that might have been like one of the high points of the movie for me. And really, the whole ending is just fucking stellar, I feel. Um, yeah. The rest of it, I was I was kind of bored. I, I, I like this movie, and I knew that when I rewatched it for this one. So it wasn't really bored, mm-hmm. but there's just like a while. Like, I watched it in two parts, and like the beginning is just kind of like, it's just kind of shitty because it's you're just watching her get bullied and stuff, and her mom's yeah. like crazy, obviously, and like it just all seems mm-hmm. bad for her. And then it's really like the end, though, that is so stellar to me like i really i i always walk away and i'm like man i really like that movie um so i'm yeah. curious your thoughts though when you you all was said and done what'd you uh, feel about the whole thing so i was my wife asked me about this movie this morning because she did not watch okay. it and uh she said how was it and i said well i'm glad i watched it mm-hmm. i don't know that i'm in a rush to watch it again totally. but i do understand its importance and not just horror but like cinema overall because um 
that sped up shot of the dialogue is like a thing we don't do anymore. Yeah, we need and more this of was that. like a cautionary tale against that. Oh, okay. And I think it's very important that we acknowledge that that should never happen. <laughs> you just like cut that scene, right? That's the yeah. biggest takeaway for me. Um, <laughs> it's a lesson but, of what not to do in some respects. Mm-hmm. You know what? That's what art is sometimes. Yeah, you know, totally. I've made some myself, so I get it. <laughs> the show like, is oh, what I shouldn't. Yeah, I've, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every episode of this podcast. Don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. Do it your own way. You know. Yep. Uh, some. You know, like going back to uh, the guy who only listens to their own stuff. Uh, this is why you should listen to other people's stuff. You know. Mm-hmm. Listen to our stuff and be like, oh, I shouldn't do that. And then listen to other ones and be like, oh, I should do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It works both yeah, ways. Yeah, either way, man. Um, We're providing a service. But 100%. I think this movie, like, meanders a lot for me mm-hmm. uh, toward the first, like, hour and 15 yeah. minutes or whatever. It takes a while to get uh, going. Yeah. But, like, once we got to the prom, I was, like, more into it and... I liked the uh, the I, I liked the two teenage characters, uh, Tommy and and his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Like after I, f- I figured out what their their motivation was and they weren't in on it, I was like, oh, they were just like trying to like kind of be like nice to her yeah. or whatever. Trying to change I their them ways as, as characters. Uh-huh. Um, I, I like that she survived at the very end. Um, but like the whole scene where she like takes out everyone else at the prom was fucking intense. Even yeah. the coach that like was looking out for her. It was just, Oh, she imagines everybody was... laughing at her, including the coach. And they're like, she wasn't, but she brutally yeah. kills her. <laughs> yeah. 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 There were like no survivors yeah, yeah. at that fucking prom. Like that was some metal shit. Um, but yeah, I, I do think the movie meanders a lot for like my taste. Yeah, totally. Um, but like once it gets going, like you said, it had me like, riveted i was like into it at that point um even like through the end of the movie and whatnot so i'm 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 glad i watched the movie it it was probably certainly not my favorite out of all the stuff we've Mm -hmm. watched for like you know the spooky months here but um otherwise i i I can certainly see why it holds up as a a classic of the genre and i feel it way yeah like i i like classic movies like you even mentioned like halloween when you first saw it you know, like didn't strike a chord like it, it did with like it has with me over the years, you know, but mm-hmm. it's grown on you and stuff this year, which is really cool. Uh, but there yeah. are some, some movies that are like I don't watch Carrie a lot. I've seen it a handful, like more times than I kind of mm-hmm. expected even just talking about it now. Like I've, I've probably seen it like four times or something um, mm-hmm. over the years, but it's not one I watch every Halloween. I, I haven't seen it in decades at this point until this this episode. But um, but it is like a classic. It's one of those that it's like, well, why does it last? Why is it so iconic? Why is that scene of her at least so iconic and stuff? And uh, so for that alone, I think it's it's definitely worth a visit. I would definitely recommend it for anybody that wants to that's into horror, you know. But it's also not one of my favorites. Um, I think Sissy Spacek is really good in her role. I think a lot of the characters, her mom is fucking creepy as shit to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that some of that holds up. But um. I if I would rewatch it now again, I would probably just put on the end and like skip everything else, right? I I would go back and watch everything that Sissy Spacek was in, like all of her scenes, yeah. because I thought she acted very naturalistic, mm-hmm. and I could see her performance in this movie being put in a modern movie and would hold up like perfectly, yeah, like right it's on. it's on that same level. Whereas some of the other actors, uh, you know what, even John Travolta, I felt like they were really like hemming it up, and yeah. it was like very much of the time totally. of that style of filmmaking, you know. So uh, it's a, a little bit disparate uh, yeah. as far as performance goes. But I thought Sissy Spacek her, was yeah. incredible in this movie. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I did want to mention. 
Uh, I won't talk a lot about it because I don't have a ton to talk about it. But mm-hmm. after I watched this one, I, I'd wondered for for one, do you remember there was a, a Carrie remake with Chloe Grace Moretz a few years ago? Uh, like 2011 or yeah, something, I thought, right? Yeah, I was like 10 years old now, which is crazy. Um, I've seen that one once. I'm curious about it. I don't remember thinking much of it. It seemed like, you know, a remake that didn't, it was just unnecessary or whatever. Um, 2013. Okay, sorry. Oh, yeah. Post-Avengers. Post-Avengers. Oh, yeah, post-Avengers. They were like, oh, okay, yeah. Cool. Time for a carry movie. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, but I had also known that there is a sequel, a direct sequel to Carry called The Rage, Carry 2. Uh, and it came out, oh. I thought it came out in 2002 for some reason. I'm usually pretty good about movie times and stuff when they came out, but this came out in 99 and this is one that I skipped. Like I was at pop, you know, into a lot of those popular horror movies of the era and I watch a lot of them today and still love them. But this is one I never really watched. And so, uh, just for shits and giggles, I put it on the other day and I've, I've been trying to get through it before this episode. I finally gave up cause it's not good, but, uh, <laughs> it, it yeah. is interesting. It, it has the, the same actress who plays Sue Snell comes back as her character she is now a guidance counselor at the school for a new girl who is uh, named rachel and you find out through it basically that rachel and carrie had the same dad and it's kind of like that's how they get their telekinetic power uh, i guess is assumed um but it's uh, it has jason london um in it which was interesting it has zachary ty bryan from home improvement in it Really? Um, and basically okay. in this one, the story is um, Rachel, the main girl, her best friend is Minu Savari. And this came out the same year that American Pie did. Eddie K. Thomas from uh, American Pie is also in this, Finch. Uh, so it was interesting to see them in this. Uh, Minu Savari is dating Zachary Ty Bryan on the, on the lowdown. They're about to come out to everybody. His friends make fun of him for this girl, whatever. All of his friends are like those assholes who rank girls and give them points. If you sleep with them, you get like 20 points or whatever. And so Jason London is part of that crew. Uh, Zachary Mm -hmm. Ty Bryan basically breaks up with Mina Savari and she kills herself in the beginning of the movie. She jumps off the school. And that's what kind of leads the thing. So at the same time, Rachel is realizing she has telekinetic powers. And so she goes after all of these assholes that were torturing her friend and all these other women and stuff. So it's kind of like kind of fun in that way that it's like uh, more of a revenge thing, I guess. Uh, And I I didn't even watch the full movie enough to get to where she's like going after each of the dudes. I'd be curious to watch that. Um, But I'd heard somebody reference this movie as like it's worth a revisit, kind of like people revisit Jennifer's body. And at first that was really panned, but now it's like a cult favorite. Um, So I was like, Mm -hmm. well, maybe there's something here. And like, I like, you know, they Halloween came out in 78 and then 98. They did H2O. Carrie came out in 76 and then they were like, yeah, we're going to build on that same steam. We're going to have the rage carry too, come out in 99, bring back some of the original characters and all this stuff. And it's just like everything in it is just like a lesser quality version of any of those late, like mid to late nineties uh, movies, horror movies that were all rips off, rip off of scream or whatever. This one was not good. Um, and it had like just interesting people in it, I guess that I saw, like I was looking up some of the different dudes that were in that crew. Uh, one of them, his name is, um, oh man, I just lost it. He is the director of, um, Tucker and Dale versus evil. He became like mm-hmm. a writer and director, but he's like one of the douchebag actors in this or whatever. So it had like some oh, interesting okay, people yeah. that I was like, oh, that's a cool connection. Cause I love that movie. Um, but yeah, I would stick with Carrie. I'm curious again for the remake that they did, but, um, the rage Carrie too, for me is like, I, I never watched it growing up. 
Uh, I tried to watch it for this for fun and I was like, this is like boring at best <laughs> and like stupid. Yeah. Um, I am kind of curious to know if it did have some good violent parts in it later on and she kind of got back at those dudes for being assholes. But uh, other than that, it was, uh, it was just kind of weird. So stay away from it. You you mentioned a, a couple of minutes ago that she was going after these assholes and my first thought was like, <laughs> these millennials. <laughs> She's all go. in there, man. It's a, it's a weird teenage was- movie. There's just a lot of butthole looking you know she was an early adopter yeah exactly Exactly. it's like hey kid you might try this um yeah so uh can we uh can we go through and rank the uh the movies that we discussed yeah man for sure on uh our spooky rewatch here um this is going back to our october 5th episode Mm -hmm. Uh, so I'll, I'll, I'll recount the movies that we've discussed as main topics. Main topics are what we're concerned okay. about because we simply do not have time to get into all the other horror oh shit that God, we would take forever. Had, yeah, have yeah. discussed. But I'm proud of us for going over so much of it because it's, yeah, uh, it's fun. some good recommendations in there. So um, let's see. Uh, going back to the beginning of this endeavor, we talked about The Lost Boys, It Follows, Malignant, Halloween Kills, Random Acts of Violence, and Carrie. Mm-hmm. So do you want to go first and, so you and put rank in them all in a row like last to first yeah like yeah i would say uh uh enjoyed the least oh, to best that's so interesting because i i think we chose a lot of good stuff this year there was a lot of stuff that i had already mm-hmm. seen so i knew yeah. that you would well I, you know i knew that i liked kind of everything and then uh yours you know were kind of all over the place just based on what we watched but a lot of them i think you liked too so I mean, I think Carrie is really good and classic, but for just enjoyment level, it's probably my my least favorite of things we watched this this okay. month because uh, I like the other ones so much. Um, I think after that, I would have to go. I don't know, man. That's tough. I, I guess Random Acts of Violence next because I really enjoyed it, but I think I liked it more the first time when I didn't know what was going on. And um, okay. and for that reason too, like my next one would probably be Malignant. Because it's just so fucking weird, and it really threw me like on a roller coaster ride. The first time I watched mm-hmm. it and everything, and the second time I watched it, and um, it's interesting. I don't know that it's. I, I'm curious to to revisit that one as well, but um, it's still not like my favorite aesthetic overall. Um, mm-hmm. And I know that I like some of the other ones more. So after that, I'm gonna say it follows, um, and then I'm gonna say the Lost Boys because uh, it's one of my okay. all-time favorites from the 80s. And then uh, Halloween Kills was my favorite thing we watched this month, I think. Interesting. Because it was okay. everything that I wanted and more, you know? Okay. Oh, and my stomach Perfect. is like, yes, I liked it too. Uh-huh. <laughs> WB Don. <laughs> my malignant is is angry. <laughs> That's the sequel is like gut lignant, yeah. you know? Oh, man, it's just, it's just like just Krang. Is that what it is that's like in the belly? Yeah. Uh-huh. Saki, feed me. <laughs> what if they did like a, a Malignant 2 and it ended up being a, a backdoor into a Ninja Turtles universe? How about this? Mm-hmm. Whoever is the the Malignant 2, Electric Boogaloo, yeah. it's like going out, you know, attacking people or whatever. The cops show up. They shoot that person in the head. Yes. Falls over. They're like, oh, good. We got him. They sit back up, a la Michael Myers, mm-hmm. and like, oh, we shot him in the head. What happened? Guess what? Brain isn't in the head, nope. dummy. It's in the guts <laughs> because it's a crane. It's coming after your ass. Escapes through the sewers. Uh, you know, ooze stuff and, and yep. Ninja Turtles happen after Hell that. Yeah. You, know, you get it. 
Yeah. And the movie kind of writes itself. More or less. Yeah. You don't even, let's it's just great. start shooting, you know, it'll, it'll figure itself out. Perfect. We don't even have to shoot in order. I'm so confident. In this. Oh yeah. Speaking of confident, I'm also confident in my list. Oh man. So best to worst for me, malignant. What? Wait, best to worst? Worst to best. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't you enjoy how I said, very, feeling very confident, <laughs> fucked it up immediately. Very on it's brand very on for brand. me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, worst to best, malignant. Uh, I'm not saying it's a bad movie. I'm just saying I didn't get the personal enjoyment yeah. out of it that everyone else did. Gotcha. Uh, I tried. Hey, everyone, please believe I tried. I sat through this movie. I read the comic that was also written by James Wan. Unrelated, but it has the word malignant <laughs> yeah. in it. And I read the whole thing, and I gave it a good college try. Uh-huh, totally. Please understand. I understand the the filmmaking process and all that stuff. Like, I, I get it. Yep. It's just not for me. It's simply not for me. Um, after that, I'm going to put Carrie. Similarly to, to what you mm-hmm. said, I enjoyed it, but it, it meanders a bit yeah. much for me, and I'm, I'm ready to get through it. Um, after that, I'm going to go with Random Acts of Violence. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed the movie, but like I enjoyed a lot of these movies as well. Yeah. Um, so... I'm, I'm going to go The Lost Boys next mm-hmm. because it was it was fun. Has that similar like adventure nostalgia totally. feel to it, even though I had not seen it before. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, I'm going to go It Follows. I was so impressed with this I movie. I love that you I loved it, it on, yeah. I bought it on iTunes like the week oh, after because it was on sale. Very I was cool. like, oh, yeah, I got to add this on there. It's uh, immensely rewatchable for me. That's very, excellent. Very man. enjoyable. And then, of course, Halloween Kills, like you. Uh, oh, wow. Holy shit. Loved it. I love it so much. People get stabbed in the jaws. Why not? Yep. Yeah. It's great. We're going to watch it tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you guys have any Halloween plans. We're going to, we're going out with um, my little niece. She's dressing up as Snow White, I think is what it was. And then we're going to, mm-hmm. we're going to walk around with her because she's really little. So she'll go out really early, come back, give the kids the, the candy and stuff. But we're doing uh, trick or treat tonight and Halloween kills is our double feature. So I'm excited to watch oh. it for my fifth time. I'm excited for uh, your niece to watch Halloween Kills. Oh, yeah. Me, because I'm sure she has a lot of unanswered <laughs> questions from the first two movies in that canon. So Yeah, she's she's really into it, though. You know, that's true. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah. But I'm looking forward like, to it. But like, how does he survive? <laughs> like, how does he even survive? Like, he's on fire. Like, like what even? It's, it's like a weird... Like, how? Oh, man, just hearing your voice and picturing it and like all in <laughs> <and> her mouth. <laughs> That's shout so out funny. to Rory. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, I'm yeah, glad that so, you loved Halloween but, Kills as much as I did, too. Yeah, it's uh, it's just so enjoyable to me. I, I, I get I guess I get why other people think the way they think, too. That's it's all fine for sure. But mm-hmm. I just I had such fun with it. And uh, man, I'm just thrilled every time I watch it. You know, I was trying to uh, to put this into perspective for people. Uh, I know there are a lot of people who felt like differently about Halloween Kills than we did, but uh, also they have had like so much more history yeah. with the Halloween franchise than than I have, which is why I'm, I was uh, delighted and surprised that you loved it as much as mm-hmm. you did, since you also have you know, you've seen all the movies, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. At some um, point. Um. So. This is like the only version of Michael Myers that I know, like, and I'm totally I'm enjoying yeah. all of it. I'm I've not seen H two O or uh, yeah. any of the uh, the Cult of Thorn mm-hmm. uh, canon movies. Uh, I haven't even seen Season of the Witch, um, yeah. which everyone knows is by default the best one. Yeah, it's um, the best Michael Myers one for sure. Yeah, suck it, Mitch. Uh, he walks down the <laughs> stairs on TV. It's clearly <laughs> the best. Everyone knows he's in shadows. It's great. Um, but 
yeah, this is like the only version of this franchise yeah. that I know. And so I don't know any different. I understand there are like references to other things or whatever, but like, okay, that's fine. But like, yeah, doesn't matter. I'm, 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 I'm deeply invested in uh, whatever in happens this in version. this third movie. Yeah. I, that's why I like the Halloween series is like, you can pick your own though. Like, and like I have different trilogies within it. Like I have Halloween mm-hmm. one, two and H2O as like a whole trilogy. And now we're going to have this as like a quadrilogy that I really like. And I didn't really like the house of thorn stuff or house of thorn, the cult of thorn stuff. I never mm-hmm. tried Halloween three until last year. And now I'm like, as a totally different movie, it's great. And I watched it this year and I loved it all over again. And, uh, mm-hmm. so it's like, you can pick and choose and that's, what's great about it. It's like, if you don't like these, you can just watch your thing or whatever, you know? But, um, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I think for you, it makes total sense. Like this is the one you like and they're kind of knocking it out of the park for, for you and me. So here's what I'm, I'm planning to do is after the third movie, Halloween ends, well, I guess fourth movie comes out. I want to, Obviously, I want to go back and rewatch the, the movies leading up to that mm-hmm. one, watch it and, you know, see what, what I think about that, that final movie in this, this canon. Yeah. And then I want to go and watch some of the, like, other movies. Oh, that'd like, be great, uh, yeah. H2O and, and whatnot and, and, and get a sense of, like, oh, it's like an alternate reality take on these mm-hmm. characters or whatever. It's like a, a what-if version totally, yeah. of those characters, you That's know? That's a great so, way to put it. Um, yeah, but I, I, I want to watch, like, my preferred uh-huh. so far canon and then I'll, I'll maybe explore some of these other versions of that. Well, that's great because I was going to say in particular, like Halloween 3 is really fun to watch and I would recommend that. But in particular for me, like H2O, I loved so much growing up. And that's one I don't mm-hmm. know, especially since you like this version of the the story so much. That one would be so much different, you know, and like it has like a different, mm-hmm. it, it feels like it's not only like scream they brought kevin williamson on to like rewrite some things it literally takes scream music and puts it in there like it it has so many influences from that that i loved but might not strike a chord with you at all but um i was gonna Mm. suggest that and it's cool now it's like all right yeah let's just wait till next year when halloween ends comes out and then we could uh you know try some more or whatever to be really curious to get your thoughts yeah so we got next year's halloween planned hey we got hey there we go (laughs) we can't die until then brent uh, I'm. I've heard so many wildly varying opinions about the Rob Zombie Halloween movies. Oh, I know. Some people absolutely love them. I know you hate them. What like I've tried to watch, side, yeah, yeah. I, I've wondered but, about uh, them too, especially his Halloween mm-hmm. Two, because I hear that one. He really leans into his own thing, but I'm just not mm-hmm. really into his movies, and so mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I just can't really get through it so far. Yeah, that'd be interesting so. too, though. That's one I would need to revisit. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, on in Myers We Trust with Gorley and Rust, um, they talked about those Rob Zombie movies and they hate them. They just oh, absolutely yeah. hate them. I I have a feeling that uh, uh, I don't know. My brain stopped. I was like, you stopped. Uh, talking. I, 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 I was like, <laughs> uh, I have a feeling that. No, I already heard the episode. You're like, I have a feeling in my arm. Oh about. God. Yeah. <laughs> I have a feeling that my brain is going to just shut down on me uh, mid-syllable. Um, but I, uh, I, I think they were uh, along the lines of you just not liking that whole aesthetic. Yeah, yeah. And um, their their complaints of it were like, um, well, I mean, I haven't heard you talk about them at length. But yeah. If we do it seems get like back to them, similar, I, I imagine, yeah. yeah. yeah what yeah, I would think yeah. as well. I did see, um, mm-hmm. I found some cool YouTube stuff the other day that was just like, showing like different scenes from the original Halloween to like Halloween two and like how things like they reshot some stuff and it was interesting. And then they did it to the original like 1978 Halloween to the uh, Rob zombies Halloween. And they showed Mm -hmm. like similar scenes that happened together. 
And it was kind of fascinating to see it that way and not have to watch the full movie. But also, um, it looked like there's an entire scene of uh, a one woman being killed topless. And she's like brutally killed in her kitchen. Uh, but I was like, for one, that's that, that'd be interesting to watch. And on and two, uh, that seems like a much different movie where like people got topless in the 78 Halloween, but they don't actually go and get like tossed around murdered. Uh, and so it yeah. seems a little more graphic overall. Uh, mm-hmm. but I was cool to watch them like literally like side by side on a screen together and kind of be like, that's, you know, a little different. So that's cool. Maybe yeah. someday. Um, yeah. well, man, we had another marathon episode that was super fun to, to talk about all the stuff with you. And I really enjoyed this it entire was. October month that we got to talk mm-hmm. and, and September a little bit. And now into the November a little bit that we, we just had so much packed in. We wanted to talk about, mm-hmm. and it was super fun. I'm, I'm so glad that you're getting more and more into a bunch of different horror stuff. So Super well, uh, I'm I'm planning to keep it going like throughout the well, I guess for the foreseeable future, like uh, horror yes. is uh, now part of my diet. I love it. I'm used to it. And uh, yeah, I'm just really, really digging it so far. So, yeah, because there's a bunch yeah. of stuff I skipped or new things I didn't get to watch yet. I, I, I obviously watch horror all year long at different points, but I'm so into mm-hmm. it still that I'm like, I just want to keep this train going. So I will probably yeah. have a little mini topics here and there as well. And uh, maybe we'll tag team on something we both watch if there's anything interesting. But next sure. month, all all the rest of November, we are doing I don't know what we call it. Noisy November. Noisy November. Huh? Speak up. I can't <laughs> hear you, Stephen. <laughs> Uh, but we're doing like all music stuff, um, all music stuff fun, man. for noisy November. And we're going to kick that off with an album. Stephen has been begging me to discuss oh, yeah. at length <laughs> on the podcast for decades at this point, <laughs> even before podcasts were yep. a thing. Stephen was like, please, stranger. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. First of all, we have to be friends. Yep. Secondly, we have to start a podcast, which is I'll explain it we to you. I'll admit it. I'll, I'll write it down. For, oh, you don't read? Uh, okay, fuck. Okay. I'll draw uh, it down for you. You know. Oh, there you go. Draw it <laughs> yeah. down. Get her done. Draw yeah. it down. You know. Um, but we're going to discuss on the next episode of Let's Talk About Stuff. We're going to discuss the 35th anniversary album, Metallica by Metallica. Oh man, which is also known as the Black okay, Album. Okay, I was gonna say. I so, thought you said it was the Black Album. Clearly, I know a yeah. lot about Metallica. Uh, yeah, not my general uh-huh. kind of music, although I do obviously like some Metallica songs, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. but it's not something I listen to, and I certainly have never heard a full album of theirs, so I'm, I'm very intrigued right. to uh, see what I think about this mm-hmm. and then discuss it with you. This will certainly be the heaviest music that I have known you to listen to. Oh, yeah, interesting. Uh-huh. I know we did the Downward Spiral with David Hopkins mm-hmm. uh, a couple of years back, Um and uh, it had some heavy moments, but I feel like this is just like sonically more heavy and aggressive yep. consistently gotcha. than, uh, than that. So. But it also has some yeah. of the classic songs that I would know, right? Mm-hmm. Like Enter yeah. Sandman was on that one, right? Never heard of it. Okay. Um, well, save it yeah. for the show. <laughs> save it. Oh, my God. No spoilers. No spoilers. Yeah, but this album. There's surely stuff on there that I'll know. Um, but yeah, it's, yeah. they've never been like, you know, my main thing for sure. So mm. yeah. uh, it'll be kind of cool. And we'll I guess we will announce the rest of them now. I don't know the actual weeks we're doing doing them, but I think everything we ended up picking was some anniversary of something, right? It was. Yeah, which is going to be yeah. fun. So we have a lot of really cool ones, bands that I, I know uh, some of the songs but not others and everything. I, just overall, I think this is going to be a, a cool month. We, I think we chose some good topics, so. Should be a lot mm-hmm. of fun. I think fun. so, too. Yeah, right on. So, yep. yeah, look forward to that next week. You guys can also listen to uh, Metallica by Metallica if you'd like. 
leading up to that show, yeah. so you'll know what we're talking about. We're, we were discussing how we edit music shows. That's one of the ones we don't talk about a ton because it's kind of hard to discuss music versus like a movie and the plot of that and everything. So we'll probably cut in some of the different songs and, and try to make it really musically you know, fun as well to listen to. But uh, mm-hmm. listening to it before, you'll know exactly what we're talking about. So looking forward yeah. to that. Um, as usual, you can find us uh, through various social media or email all the infos in the show notes uh as as it always is and you can rate and review us on your favorite podcast app five stars is appreciated and uh brent anything else for you today man uh no i think we're good i had a a fun time discussing this and all the other horror stuff with you on this episode in the previous episodes and honestly it's all downhill from here excellent man i really look forward Mm -hmm. to the rest of this year just coasting by not really caring about anything you know it's gonna be great yeah so although these music episodes Mm -hmm. are going to be like way more intense to edit than everything else we do usually so (laughs) it'll be so much fun (laughs) we do it for you the fan yeah Mm. and uh yeah so it was a blast man i i enjoyed watching this this and all these horror movies with you and and discussing all this cool stuff and uh yeah maybe we'll have more in the future definitely i i have some christmas stuff planned some christmas horror movies that i want brent to watch so We'll have some definite horror stuff come back up around in December. So stay tuned for that as well. But otherwise, until next time, I'm Steven. I'm Brent. And let's talk later. Like, does his mask give him powers? Or like, like, like what? What does it even mean? Steven, do you think it's weird that uh, her name is Carrie? And the villains of the movie use a bucket to carry the blood that gets dumped wow. on her. Wow. I think you just, yeah, wow. It's like working on different levels. Mm-hmm. One of those levels is up in the rafters where the that's blood gets a level. Down. And then the other and that's unfortunate. below the stairs. That, yep. Levels. See? Levels. Wow. Levels, 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 levels. Right? By the one Jonas brother. <laughs> but, <laughs> also, uh, I, there's something I forgot to mention on uh-huh. uh, on uh, one of the, the topics earlier. But uh, when we went back and we uh, we discussed all of the Fast and Furious movies, I told you that I had been dreaming of an opportunity for me to go back and rewatch a movie and then find out several years later that there was a post credit scene oh, on yeah. a movie and it happened with that first Fast and Furious movie they had a little post credits thing where oh, really? Vin Diesel was riding off into the sunset yes and I didn't realize it until we mm. rewatched the movie yeah, I, I thought, forgot about uh, that yeah. and now like anytime I watch a movie I always scrub through the very end of it just, uh-huh, in, case just in case there's something and I missed it you know Steven that happened to me again it happened to me for the uh, one, uh, one two the, tw- the twice time oh twice man time. For what times, fool? Steven, it happened to me on Blade Trinity. Oh, really? There's a little post-credits thing. So at the the uh yeah, spoilers for Blade Trinity, but like at the very <laughs> end of the like the end of the movie, the last shot you see is Blade on a motorcycle riding off into the night over uh uh-huh. um uh fucking Ryan Reynolds narration about him riding off into the night like it's okay yeah we know we see it it's okay david goyer um but then after the credits you have a post-credit scene and i noticed it as i was like scrubbing through there i was like oh there's a thing here and it was blade now in a car riding off into the night and that's it <laughs> so he rides off into he the night me to twice cool. okay yeah yep. <laughs> yeah
<laughs> it's he like they could decide mo- which one they wanted in the movie. He was he took his motorcycle <laughs> to his car and then took his car to further into the night, I guess. <laughs> It'd be great if that if that post credit sequence started with more narr- narration, like it ended up and he's like, and he rode up to the night and it starts and it's like to his other vehicle where mm-hmm. he changed that and rode off into the night again. Yeah, man. Fantastic. There's this uh, comic called Spy Boy and um, is a series published by Dark Horse. And it was about this. Uh, it's like a teenage spy type story thing um, that's like kind of spy, kind of superhero whatever. Mm-hmm. The last page of one of these issues is uh, a villain revealing herself. And she's like, I am your mother. And then you get like you have to wait a month for the next issue. You get the next issue. You open it up. The first panel on the first page is uh, two dashes and it says comma S sister. So it's like, I'm your mother's <laughs> sister. And so I was like, damn, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm picturing. Yeah. For that's, that's what it was. Yeah. Uh, but I thought it was like so funny that there was like, <laughs> they had to put this extra scene and it was probably like some dispute between like David Goyer and Wesley Snipes. Yeah. And right. They're like, I want a shot of me riding in my fucking car. And they probably went back and forth. It's like, fine. It's in the movie. Well, it's not the end, bitch. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like, what'd you say? I was like, uh, uh, <laughs> He has a wet spot on his jeans that's getting larger and larger. <laughs> From the cum? <laughs> From the cum. He's like, yeah. oh, his voice is so silky smooth. Oh, he- <laughs> oh, God. I just made a Ted Cruz. Oh, ugh. Yeah, listen to that Halloween episode, people. What are you doing? Stop this and go listen to that. <laughs> record. Did you say record? Yes. <laughs> what did you say? I don't know. I really like that laugh, though. It was creepy. Is it recording on your end? Oh, yeah. Oh, good, good, good. It is for you, too, right? Yeah, I felt like I I just said, is it recording on your end? Well, how else would you record it? Well, we got to have that fully work. The very important part of this podcast. (laughs) That's right. We're going to have those intense urination sounds. Well, we pay a lot to SoundCloud, so we want to have a good stream. Mm Mm-hmm. That's... Oh, my God. You've You've done it again. I like when you do uh, like pun work. Uh-huh. Um, I don't do it as often, but yeah, uh, it's fun when it comes to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like TBS. Very punny. Oh, I thought it was fun when it comes to you. No, it's fun when it comes on you. Oh, that's TBS? what I've been telling people. <laughs> yeah. Man. It's like a scatter shot to the face. Oh, wow. That really mm-hmm. changes my view of TBS. Well, it's like if... Uh, Per their guidelines over at TBS, it's like if you were to take a bunch of orgasm juice and pack it into a T-shirt cannon and mm-hmm. just let it fire across your face, that's what it would be. That's how fun their uh, shit is over there. Does TBS stand for the big splat? Yes. Is that- <laughs> People don't understand. Yeah, of course. What else would it mean? Turner Broadcasting System? Wow. I don't think so. That yeah, doesn't even make sense. Right Who's Turner? All. Yeah. What does that even mean? Literally nothing. Yeah. The Big Splat. The Big Splat. <laughs> a, a Sopranos movie event. <laughs> and a Nickelodeon network. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, it all makes sense. It's all connected. Now you wow. Get it. Didn't yeah. even realize. That was early Nick. on. <laughs> yeah. Early on, like with Nickelodeon, it was like a bunch of black and white shit, obviously. Uh-huh. Uh, but then as it got into color, they were like, we got to stop coloring this like cum colors yeah. because it's gross. And we're also putting out a bunch of like children's content. Yeah. What can we do? Make that come green. <laughs> We've all seen the hats. Make the come green again. Right? 
Yeah, I've seen those hats. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't wear those hats. No. Because it's, you know, it's not popular in um, the Midwest Walmarts. Mm-hmm. But well, and you don't want to mess up your hair. I certainly don't. Mm-mm. Nope. <laughs> That's a big concern with me with hats, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I choose them wisely, you know, uh-huh. a jaunty tip to the side, you know, mm-hmm. keep it over my part. <laughs> i tried to remember when i saw you with hair if you ever had your hair parted i don't think you ever knew me like that you did no. i was i think when we, yeah, you and i met yeah, i was hair. pretty into the i mean it was starting to bald when i was like 24 so mm-hmm. i don't know that you ever really saw me with much hair at all uh no not a whole lot yeah. i remember you gave yourself a haircut once before our group of friends were like going out to dinner or whatever. And you just like walked in the restroom and you had your clippers out and you were like, and like went through it, but it's still like left hair. It was just like shorter. Yeah. Yeah. And you convinced me to go even shorter with the, the blades, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. cause at one point you, you had a shaved head and I did. Yeah. And yours was a lot tighter than mine was. I used to do it like on a two mm-hmm. and now I do it on the, on the smallest one possible, which is like, a, it says like a half, I think on it. It's still, it's still a good size. It's still a good size. Still leaves plenty of room to, to play with. It's it's fine. I was never clinging on to the hair that I didn't have. I knew I was balding. That was fine. But I just kind of kept it what I used to grow up on the on the sides and the back. I was a two. And then I was like, no, the top is completely gone now. I should uh, I should make the other sides as as light as possible. If not, you know, I've never done the full bald. I don't shave it with like razor blades. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'll ever get there. Maybe. But so far, mm-hmm. yeah. I love it, too, because I don't have to go interact with people to get my hair cut. I just go in the mm-hmm. bathroom by myself and, and touch my Masturbate. own body like I like. Oh, you know? uh-huh. well, I was what happens when a, a haircut direction. at Stephen's yeah. house happens yeah. <laughs> stays in the bathroom at Stephen's house. <laughs> Did you see Stephen's dick? He walked out of here and was just all covered with cut up hair follicles. <laughs> it was weird. Well, I got to admit, that actually does happen. I mean, it just mm-hmm. gets everywhere, that hair, you know. Yeah, you've you've. Mm-hmm. You've been there when I've done it. Of course. You I know how hairy my dick gets with it. <laughs> yeah. You know, like those little uh, tiny little brushes that archaeologists use to brush dirt off of fossils oh, and everything. Yeah. I help you with that and like knock those little like uh, those hair follicles uh-huh. off your your schwantz there. You're so nice to do that for me. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. like what best friends are for, you know. Mm-hmm. I like to narrate when I do it as well. Yeah, that's what's great about it is because I I I, under, I understand my own body better after you've been there, you know. Mm-hmm. That's my little uh, my ASMR for you. That's kind of yeah. where I like got into it. Like <laughs> lightly dusting the hair off of your shift. Hey, there we go. Work, work this area. And as you remember, we started with the head of your penis. I like to go from tip to tail. Now we flick the balls a little bit. <laughs> oh my mm. god. Oh. By tasting until he's calcium deficient. <laughs> and what's great about it is it's a lot of science based stuff that you do down mm-hmm. there, you know? Yeah. It's not just for fun. It's not just for uh shafts and giggles. No, how can you know? it be? Yeah. But I'll tell you what, a good sink word to Shaft and Giggles. I think we got there. Excellent. It only took six minutes this time. I loved it. That was pretty good. That was very short. 
I like I how you tell people are going to be very upset that this <laughs> very short episode has, of <laughs> has resorted in such short outtakes. Oh, no. Something that almost no one listens to, but that's okay. That's, that's all right. Not, stuff for the listeners for us, you know? Yeah, damn straight. The whole thing is. Yeah. Fuck you guys. Love you. Yeah. Um, so Shaft and Giggles. Shaft and Giggles. Right? Does yeah. it do that? Yeah, sure. God. I always forget. I end up talking so much longer. I'm just like, wait, what were we talking about? I had, when you were talking about it, I was like, wait, what was it? I had to like keep it in my brain while you were talking Mm -hmm. and kind of only half listen. I don't remember. (laughs) It's Incredibles. Shift. And giggles. (laughs) Oh, me blowing on it has awoken the beast. (laughs) Were this a dynamic duo of comic book heroes, heroes, this would certainly be Batman and Throbin. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> oh, it's angry. It's angry. It's showing teeth. <laughs> All right, so <sighs> Shaft and Giggles. Fantastic. To sink. <clears throat> One, two, three. Shaft and Giggles. <laughs> oh, it's hungry. It's hungry. Feed it. Hold out your hand. Now we can eat the whole apple. Yes. Oh, it's decorded. Oh, no. It's getting ready to spit. Everybody back. The big splat. Oh. TBS. Very funny. Very cummy. Sure. Yeah. So I've got like a couple of other like Sorry, spooky esque things. Apparently we got oh, okay. Hello? Oh, your hair dye. Ooh, Amanda's getting the hair dye on Halloween. Hair live. (laughs) Hair live, damn you. Live. Breathe. Breathe. (laughs) Oh, man. That made me think of the the hair transplant that Homer gets in the Treehouse of Horror. Do you remember that? He gets it from, like, Snake or whatever, the, the criminal dude, and, like, takes over Homer's body. Like idle hands. I don't remember this. Oh, that's a good one. Is this a like a classic one? I think so. I have like a few okay. different con- like uh, collections of the Treehouse of Horror. I forget which ones mm-hmm. are which because it just kind of plays them in whatever order. But uh, yeah. yeah, it's like uh, he's the guy that's like, hey, Homer. He's like, uh, I think his name's mm-hmm. Snake or something like that. But yeah, yeah, I, know, I remember the character. Okay, I just okay. don't remember the he, the they like show. electrocute him and then <laughs> cut off his hair and sell it to Homer, and then uh, it like takes over his body. Like through the roots, it's really gross uh, or whatever. But yeah, mm-hmm. interesting. No, he, he's like a it. sentient being, so you want that hair to live, is what I'm saying. I guess basically. Yeah, so I'm roping that back in. Um, and work that down. <laughs> I know they've got the uh, the Treehouse of Horror like collection or whatever on Disney Plus, I believe. Oh yeah, so that's you can go right. through and just like run the whole thing. Yeah, because so. I used, I bought like a few collections on iTunes, but they didn't have everything and whatever it's mostly yeah. classic stuff but um they're so mm-hmm. good like i watch as you know watch newer there's like newer trials of horrors i've never seen like from the last whatever 10 years or something um but then yeah they're all in disney plus now which is awesome so yeah let me see if i can pick it up from there so uh fuck. Uh, i had asked you about uh just doing more things so i guess you could kind of do whatever i know i put like a, a weird <laughs> amount of pressure on myself to get back into this you just turtled your neck into your shirt. 
Britain is disappearing. Return back into Ted Cruz. Oh, gross looking. <laughs> oh, listening back to that. Ugh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so gross. I, I I love that I came across all those uh, gross like gore sound effects. I was like, oh, this is perfect. Oh yeah, Ugh. this is literally what I was picturing in my head. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I had, uh, I'd gone through and listened to a bunch of, listen to, fuck, <laughs> God damn it, we do that again, God damn it. L-P.